<laughs> in fairness, I'm a bit taller than you as well. What are you, six man? I'm six four. Six four. I'm like five ten, so I'm sorry. You I got the two inches where it counts, baby. <laughs> well, that's it, is it? <laughs> this is where you can slag someone off and go, ask your mother. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Now, this is straight talking mental health where we. Hang on, what am I doing this shit for? Get the professional. P, you're uh, back, buddy. I'm back. <laughs> one week, one week special. I'm back for one night only, or one day, or wherever only. you're listening in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, man. I don't need to do this shit. This is Straight Talking Mental Health. We're all about tackling mental health issues. And the reason we're Straight Talking Mental Health is that we just cut to the point and tackle the issues head on. My name is Peter Dunn and his name is... Alan Clark. Now, there you go. So, uh, as Alan explained, you're not listening to an older episode. I am back for a brief intro and outro and that's it it's good to be back it's good to you be miss back it? Decide. Did you miss yeah it? I did actually yeah, I did, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. sorry I'm eating bar chocolate um, I did I did I missed the chats I missed the catch ups the laughs mm. and all mm. that but you know as we said before the fuck the work that goes into this is unreal yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're um, this is the fun part yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not yeah. when you're editing the mixing down, which you've obviously been doing a lot of lately. You, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can feel the pain of it. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was only having a conversation with a client today and talking about working in the media and stuff like that. And um, I was talking about an interview I seen with Peter O'Toole once, great Irish actor, and um, mm-hmm. I think he was doing the Tudors at the time. And he was describing. He goes, "Oh no, no!" And he said, "I said no, no. I do the acting for free." It's the learning lines and rehearsing. That's what I charge them for. But I do the acting for free. <laughs> <laughs> do this bit for free. It's all the mm. fucking rest of it. That's the work. Everything else that costs money and time. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I missed it. I did. I did. I missed it. I'm like listening to the podcast as a listener. Mm. I found myself kind of talking to the podcast nearly, you know? <laughs> you know shut the fuck up Alan <laughs> you missed that bit you missed that what are you doing ah, Jesus Christ and I'll be texting you as well you know <laughs> but um, no, not no, radio I'm... man you can't text in with your comments yeah. <laughs> it'll be a week later <laughs> hello to Peter down in Mullingar Peter just texted in there on the show to say shut the fuck up <laughs> um, no no I really enjoyed it as a listener um, fair play to Michelle for for stepping in and mm. um um I really loved hearing Michelle's honesty. You know, she speaks open and honest about her mental health issues and mm. I, I love Michelle's wit. Michelle is just so funny. She was out with this one liner and you obviously floor yourself laughing, but so do I at the same time. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um yeah, yeah, she's just a very funny, naturally very funny person, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah. um of course she got on great as well, so that was always cool. Hit it off straight away. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was unfortunate. She she said it herself. She the first week we got going was great. We got to record on a Thursday morning. We were both full of energy. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just straight after that she was back working full time. <laughs> so yeah. it was That's recording it. at night time and she was knackered and medication and sleep and stuff like that. It kind mm. of caught up with her. So it was just uh, unfortunate timing. Mm. 
And there's also another person who's very happy I'm back doing the podcast for one night only. Laura, because she gets to watch Grey's Anatomy in Station <laughs> 19. <laughs> oh, I may have a chat with her. I may have a fucking chat. Are you watching Get, that? Talk to me. No, no. Just fucking convince you to come back. Oh, I thought you made you watching Station 19 or something. I was going, like, yeah. you, you. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that is. No. <laughs> um, yeah, cause she was giving out here. You know, she was saying to me a few weeks ago, uh, are you going to go back and do the podcast? Like, ah, no, like... I'm getting stuff done, you know, work is busy and, mm. you know, there's other commitments and ah, I might do maybe one or two or whatever. Ah, you should, you should, you should. <laughs> Got to the bottom of it. 13 episodes go. of Grey's Anatomy unwatched. <laughs> <laughs> the ulterior motive yeah. crept in. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should go, oh, you miss it. Yeah. I can see you're just not the same. Exactly. You're just not yeah. the same now you when you're not it. doing You're this. always yeah. talking to me, you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I mean, you will talk. <laughs> yeah. Um... So uh, this week, we are straight talking fatherhood. So dads, dads, fathers, papas, alphalas, call them what you like. We'll Mm. be discussing them, the role of the dad, Mm. uh, how it's changed over the years. And, uh, you know, we're both dads. and We'll tell you what we've learned for what that's worth. And (laughs) we've got some news on the podcast as well. We've got a new host. I won't tell you who it is yet, but I'll give you a clue. He's going to tell you what Alan is really like as a dad. Okay, I've kind of let the cat out of the bag and that one. Yeah, like, yeah it's Figure not that James. One out, folks. <laughs> uh, we'll do that at the end of the podcast. And uh, before we get to all that, if you haven't already, you can check us out on social media. We're on Twitter at SCRA Talking Pod. Get us on Facebook, Instagram. You can click SEMHpodcast.com. And as we've seen in the past, by sharing the pages, the podcast, by telling your story, you can help us reach more people. The more we can reach, the more we can help. It's simple as that. Speaking of which, Fraser last week, he was fantastic, wasn't he? Good dude, isn't he? Fraser's a good Oh, dude. I loved listening yeah. to him. I could listen to him longer. I know he can talk, he can. but I couldn't <laughs> listen to him longer because, you know, he's such such an intelligent person as well as yeah. and a funny, yeah. witty person. And the yeah. two of you just knocked crack out of each other something mm. shocking like it mm. was brilliant brilliant to hear you know good but, banter um, yeah exactly exactly you know you, you can do the light and shade thing you know you can yeah. have a bit of crack with him get serious with him you know what I mean so yeah. I really enjoyed that you know as a listener I really enjoyed it so I'll urge every other listener mm. listen last week if you haven't heard it it's on the inner child and uh, yeah it was really interesting you know and actually you know something Michelle said um, a couple of episodes ago about, I think, was there um, was there something she was doing in her treatment where the therapist got her to talk to her younger self or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Was and I thought like that, that was, that, that actually kind of struck me because, mm. you know, we can be very hard on ourselves, mm. you know, but if we picture our five-year-old self beside us, You'd, you'd give them a big hug, you'd, you'd spoil them rotten, yeah. you'd buy them sweets and presents yeah. and you'd tell them they were brilliant and everything. But mm-hmm. I think we forget that the child is still in us. You know, yeah. as Fraser was talking about last week, that child yeah. is still there. Yeah, the, as myself and Fraser got chatting, we were kind of, originally we were going to talk, we were going to originally talk about more parental stuff, a lot of the stuff that had happened with his mom and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, um, I won't go into it too much. Uh, I think you got a little bit cold feet around it. As, as, you know, I had to good. cut in on it during so we were just having the chat we were having the crack and I said to them look we'll just we'll have to have the crack sometimes what myself and P used to do we'd have the guest on 
and the theme just came out of the chat. So I said, look, let's just do that, <laughs> yeah. and, and we'll see what we'll see what comes of it. And there's many times where you wanted to. We were going to do it on something, and then it's like, oh, actually, no, this is yeah, this has this has taken. Uh, I think you know, Andy was Andy was one of the prime examples of that. Absolutely, yeah. I think we were going to talk about expats, yeah, yeah, immigration kind of thing, and living yeah. in another country, and that went off on another one. I think when we had Sarah from Chuck Daron, we were going to do it around suicide, and you know, we got the community work out of that. Mm. Um, so I said to Fraser, look, let's just see where it goes. It went yeah. into that. It went into the inner child, and I was like. All right, so I kind of I seen this theme emerging of it, and just kind of just kind of went down that path. With it. Yeah, yeah. And like that, one of those things you'd never think to do an episode on, episode on. No, no, never. It came never out of it, of it. And, um, yeah, yeah. No, it was fantastic. Great listen. Urge anybody mm. to listen back. Um, and uh, yeah, we may get him on again. He was a good crack. I said, I said it to him. Yeah. I said, I'd definitely try and get him on again. Yeah, mm. on, on, on some sort of topic. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, uh, we, we, we could out crack. Like, yeah, know. yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Look, if you have a story to tell, if, uh, if there's a subject you want us to cover, please do get in touch. Uh, as I was saying to you, you can email us, uh, hello at stmhpodcast.com. Get us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're on Twitter as well at SCRA Talking Pod. Um, any crack would you do? What's been happening? What's been happening with you, man? You've been going ages. You know what's been going on with me. I've been fucking doing this. You hear all about me. What's been going on with you? <laughs> um, it's great. I'm getting loads of stuff done around the house. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, getting stuff done. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. In dad mode. <laughs> yeah, dad mode, basically. Yeah, I spent um, a scorching Sunday. Uh, digging out a grass verge so I can put down artificial grass instead. So which is cool, which <laughs> looks brilliant. I keep I keep flicking back to the picture and looking at it, going, I have a before and after picture yeah, side yeah. by side, and I go, yes, that's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and you're saying all this with a mug of tea in your hand, like <laughs> as he takes oh, a mug, I, sup yeah. of tea. <laughs> I just I just have this urge to fling the rest of this tea. So you can't the drink. Ground. You can't drink the end <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, you have to toss the last you have to drop. Toss the lot. Yeah, that's that's a pure dad move. That's a you dad thing. Yeah, if you're outside drinking tea, you have to throw the last drop in the yeah. ground. Yeah, throw it yeah. onto the grass. There you go. But uh, mm. yeah, stuff like that done and. Um. Yeah, see, work is busy again, which is great. So mm. when I'm busy, everyone else is busy and money is coming in. So that's brilliant, you know. <laughs> You're and, back in studio uh, at all? Are you still at home? No, I'm still at home. I'm still at home and loving it. And uh, I was talking to a colleague of mine today and she was saying the same thing. She loves it and she doesn't ever want to go back to the, to the office, which is cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm hoping some sort of arrangement when I go back that we can do maybe three days off, two days in the office think, or something like that. I think, a lot, like of people, that, you know, I think so. a lot of people are yeah. looking at that now for the future, yeah. It makes sense, you know, office sizes mm. will shrink, you know, um, you can rent a smaller premises mm. um, if you've only a few in office or whatever and you can buy mm. a, a subscription with TeamViewer or one of those and you can mm. you can just log in which is which is amazing it's brilliant and of course we use Google um, uh, Google Office anyways so yeah. um everything's there as soon as you open mm. up the laptop everything's there you know so uh, yeah it's cool um, I've been to Galway baby yeah been to my Galway. favourite part of the country oh I love Galway I yeah, so love too. Galway man I just love I love the cobbled streets of Shop Street and the buskers mm. playing the trad music are they back oh yeah and they're, they're, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Air Square heading out there uh, Salt Hill the beach you know mm. uh, Spiddle 
I end I ended up in a viral video by accident. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was in the background. All right. Um, there was uh, all the fucking mayhem that was going on in Galway, was it? Up in Salt Hill? No, no, we were after all that. Um, oh yeah. Uh, there was um, it's a dance group. There was an Irish Irish dance group. Uh, like Irish dancers or tap dancers mm, are fantastic, mm. but um, they put up these videos and they go viral. And uh, I was uh, I was on the beach with the two kids and said, "Quiva, quiva, quiva! Look, the guys up there are doing Irish dancing." Excuse me. And uh, oh, they're fantastic! But they kept doing like a ten second dance and stopping and checking the camera. A ten second dance, stopping and checking the camera, and. Mm. Uh, there was a bit of a crowd kind of forming at the time. And I <laughs> I said, I bet you I'm in one of those bloody videos. So I, ha- mm. I found him on TikTok and I had a look. <laughs> and lo and behold, there's me walking up the beach with the two kids and a, a bucket and spade in one hand as well in the background. Mm. <laughs> when these lads were <laughs> So that was fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. Just get away anywhere. Anywhere. You know, yeah. just go somewhere. Yeah. Just go to a hotel. You know, just uh, have a meal Saturday, man. indoors. Where are you going? Uh, just going up to Dublin, staying on the Conrad for a night. Lovely, lovely. Myself and the and the missus. Oh no! Oh, dirty weekend. Dirt, well, dirty, dirty, weekend. dirty night. <laughs> dirty night. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all Ashton's family that I know listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only here for one night only, so I don't care. <laughs> just to land Alan in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't shit yourself since, have you? There we oh, go. Right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking first things Fraser said to me last week. It's like, ooh, let's take a bet. Will Alan Menson fucking shitting himself or not shitting himself this week? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's going to be like a meme or just like a a, a little Easter egg. It's just to try and slip it in mm. every week. I've gone, yeah, no, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, well, I didn't shit myself, so that's good. <laughs> it's just when you when you come out with something really profound and one of our guests goes, which has happened on occasion. I go, wow, I never thought of that. I'm just going mm. to jump in with it. Alan, do you remember the time you nearly shit yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's me. So getting stuff done. Hopefully we're kind of looking like we're edging towards normal, which is pretty cool. But even yeah. just be away for a few days was great. Um, you know, doing things like beach, pool, mm. uh hotel food in a hotel a pint from a keg oh, oh no Jesus. way be still no my way. beaten heart oh mm. god yeah it was nice even if I only had two mm. <laughs> forget but, the Nicky uh, lad a shout the fucking setup he has I seen it on Facebook yeah, yeah I know, I know. some fucking boogle boy yeah Alan's brother we're all gonna head down there for pints yeah yeah, yeah. Jesus got the yeah, fucking taps in and all of I that know, I know jeez I'd love that I remember So man for the pints again is now you know, He's fucking Oh obsessed Yeah No Yeah no that's I, I remember looking at um, A house When we were buying this house And it was a little bit outside Where we wanted to buy A little bit outside Like 15 minutes outside Where we wanted to buy Yeah yeah But it was a It was a lovely house Within budget And it had a pub in it Like a bar Oh wow and I remember looking at it Going I would love that It mm. has a bar it has uh, like an area for a pool table, has like a couch, tellies and everything. And I was going, oh man, I'd love that. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I don't actually remember what the rest of the house looks like, but uh, <laughs> that looked good. So uh, no, we didn't go for it in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Anyways, mm. any crack this week? 
Um, no, well, what's, what's been going on this week? No, not much. Um, like I said, heading away on um, Saturday night. So really fucking looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. Myself and Ashling, we met during lockdown. So this is our first proper night away as a, as a couple. So really, really looking forward to that. Oh, cool. Heading up to the, the Conrad on Saturday. So we'll have a bit of a moot around Dublin and... She hasn't really ever spent much time in Dublin, so do the touristy kind of thing with her, show her, show her around a few bits and yeah, nice stuff like that. Uh, she's coming down in the morning, so um, pick her up and I said, oh, I'll head out, you know, drive out by Clontarf, out the Holt, drive up along the road there. Um, and never let it be said, just let this be known, how romantic I am. You're taking her to a graveyard. I'm fucking bringing her to Ikea. <laughs> she fucking loves Ikea I said I'll bring you to Ikea it's okay baby stick with me you know, I'll bring you to Ikea I'll bring you to all the hot places yeah the wonderful everyday yeah, yeah. brought that bitch to Ikea bitches love Ikea left her in the kitchen in Ikea <laughs> I sat on the couch on the other side of the showroom <laughs> ah good sounds like a plan man yeah so, look, so looking forward to that mm. one of the things actually um, from Fraser last week um, I don't know I can't remember if we touched on it in um, in any of the previous episodes but he spoke about the, the breakup and you know and everything else you lose out on yeah after yeah. breakup yeah so what what he's kind of talking around there is primary loss and secondary loss mm. so so people- he, he, talking about breaking up um, uh, with his girlfriend yeah and you know you have friends together or you know you might make friends with her family or something like yeah that, or his yeah, family exactly, or yeah. you know yeah mm. yeah so the majority of people oh you know you break up and, and and that's it like you know that's that's the end of it that you just break up with that person but you lose so much more like mm. like that you may lose their family yeah you may have gone on very well with your in-laws or their family or friends he was looking forward to starting the life in Ireland I'm sure that, that mm. ended he, he was he was back to the UK they, I think they were planned on travelling that was well that was gone with, with lockdown anyway so there, there's more to to any loss than just the the, the primary loss there's mm. also that secondary loss um, that gets that gets forgotten about for a lot of people mm. um, and I think anyone outside of that forgets it the person going through it, they know everything they've lost. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of a breakup and stuff like that. So yeah, that was just one of the things from from last week that um, that stood out from from what Fraser had spoken about. I thought it was important, an important point to mention for for anyone else. Yeah, yeah. That secondary loss that it is more than just losing um, that that one person. Yeah, it's uh, it's everything everything else. You know, not just a person. Yeah. Mm, um, mm. Yeah, and I know you, you ripped the piss out of me at one stage. Somebody else ripped the piss. I can't remember one of these episodes when I, I urge people to listen to a song from James Taylor called Her Town 2. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. brilliant, you know. It's basically, well, look, she got the car and he got the friends. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a fantastic song, but it's that's it. Yeah, it used to be Her Town, but it's not because... He kind of inherited the town, <laughs> effectively. You yeah, know, yeah. Because uh, actually, that's funny. Yeah, because I remember I wrote uh, one of the plays. I wrote uh, Gabriel's flight about a priest, and he was in a. Um, they were in a relationship together, and his kind of mother was the driving force in him becoming a priest. And he was in a relationship before joining the priesthood. And one of the things in it was, you know, what she was left with. He got to leave. 
he got to leave the town when when she was left there was all of the reminders of everything they did together and oh, everywhere right. they went Very and good. stuff like that yeah mm. just just reminded me of that now as I, yeah. as I thought about it yeah 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 uh, yeah, so tr- tricky one, yeah. Mm, yeah. So that, that was one of the standouts from, from last week. With, with would, you, would you associate that with grief? Oh, yeah, there's a huge grieving process mm. there. Like, yeah, like yeah. we all think, I know it's something we haven't covered, and I kind of, I mulled over it a little bit before, but I, I don't want it to be, obviously it is going to be a little bit you know, mm. sad, <laughs> you know, grief. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's more to grief than, we spoke about grief being the loss of a job as yeah. well. You know, yeah. you need to grieve it. Mm. you know it, it can come back and haunt you in, in different ways in different circumstances but mm. you know even um, some people might laugh you know grieving a pet oh you know Jesus, but I've, it's, I've it's a huge uh, loss like two people this week I think grieving pets and I I know a girl who went to um, a pet grievance counsellor oh I somebody who specialises and I remember when uh, it was mentioned a few people were kind of laughing and sneering and told me oh, hold on for a second this is a girl who loved her pet, you know, mm. her dog that was with her for years and was always mm. with her, you know what I mean? And you do, you have a relationship with them, they're, they're part of your life, they know you inside out, mm. you know what mm. I mean? And it is, it's, it's a tough time. Some people go, ah, go get another one, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, it, it, it's tough. And look, you may sneer at me, you may laugh at me, not you, I'm talking to the listener. You mm. may do, but uh, I do I do feel there's a lot of grief associated with that. Yeah. You know, well, we had we had Arlene on there a few weeks ago, and she was talking about her pets, and Michelle was talking about being a. Uh, she had had a a bit of a breakdown. She was getting quite emotional as a family, getting emotional after having to put down one of the animals. Like, mm. you know, they are companions, and they are, of course, yeah. Um, you know, they're in many cases they're better than humans. Dog. You know, oh, yeah. a dog or a cat. Well, I don't know about cats. So I'm a dog person. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the dog just loves you unconditionally. Like mm-hmm. one, course, one of my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite sayings is, "Be the kind of person your dog thinks you are." <laughs> yeah, your dog thinks yeah. you're fucking brilliant. Oh, you're god to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> brilliant. That's a good one. Who was that? Was that John Candy? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say Barack Obama and something and you can come on in a few weeks and go oh Barry for Fair City was it, was it Barry <laughs> yeah, that said that yeah, yeah. was that Carrot Top <laughs> 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 um, Smiles and Royals go for it Smiles and Royals yeah when we smile is heading to, heading to the heading to the Conrad on uh, Saturday night really looking forward to that mm-hmm uh, my royal well two of them are tied in but my main one is social media mm-hmm. and trying to just trying to promote the, the fucking podcast is it's just a nightmare like it's oh, you know thousand plus followers on Facebook and stuff like that um, and then you look at a video you post up the video or you post up a snippet and it's like seen by 24 people or something like that. Mm, yeah. It's Unless you pay Facebook money. Yeah. Then they'll... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, so, it's so infuriating. Like, mm. it's like, Jesus Christ, you got all... And it's the only way you can. It's the only way you can promote it is, is social media. You know, we were talking about it before. You're not going to get the promoter on radio. They're not going to promote no. the competition of a podcast. Um, and it's just oh, it's so disheartening. Like, the mm. work that goes into it. And then just trying to just get the people that want to see it, let them see it. You know, it's just 
so frustrating but is there something you do on, I know somebody can kind of like a Facebook page but you have to follow it as well yeah you don't you there's two it. things now you do yeah <laughs> yeah because I used to think by liking a group that's it you know you'll get notifications whenever there's something mm. posted up but no you have to follow them actively as well mm. yeah so mm. it's just it's just disheartening you know any of the videos and that's why that's why we always ask people to like and share because that means other people will see it and that's there's a higher likelihood of it being shown to more people then and um, mm, the more to hear it the more we can help yeah, as, yeah yeah that's it yeah totally mm. so that's been really infuriating and then you're like what do you need to do like what what can what can do to, yeah. to get this to reach more people and stuff well look and, if you're listening to this and if you're a regular listener you're on social media just take 10-15 seconds out of your day share the page mm. share the Facebook page Instagram or I don't know if you can share Instagram I'm not too good on Instagram no uh, I'm doing so. foundation level Instagram for me <laughs> and, uh, or Twitter you know share us on Twitter um, retweet yeah. yeah something like that you know what I mean help us put it out there Mm. Uh, we can reach more people if you like it if you're listening you enjoy simple as that's all we ask of you that's it you don't pay yeah. for it we're not like blind buy <laughs> give us a cup of tea give us the price of a cup of tea buy no we don't ask for anything no we yeah. don't want anything absolutely not we just want to try and help as much as we can simple mm. as and uh, yeah so please 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 give us yeah. a share give us a like yeah. retweet all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah. just 10-15 seconds out of your, even out of your time if that's even, that's, even when you're yeah. listening we'll wait We'll wait now, actually. Yeah. Go on. You go ahead. Go there, yeah. yeah, go on. Go on. What's that elevator music, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. I, I like their older stuff. I don't like their new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> ah, they're gone mainstream. Yeah, oh, sold yeah. out. Yeah. 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 You're back. You're back. You must be done by now. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> um, do you have another rival? I do. Somewhat related. TikTok. Oh. I know you got into it recently. Yeah. Ashling has just got into it. Yeah. It's the fucking bane of my life. <laughs> Why? She keeps fucking sending me stuff. I was like, it's like, oh, this, I was laughing so hard at this. And I was like, that's shit. Oh, no, that, no. That didn't, that didn't give me a chuckle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I, I enjoy TikTok, I have to say. I'm not a really, I, I'll, I'll kind of get stuck in like I know if I open the app I'm gone for half an hour <laughs> you know I just oh, get stuck down this wormhole stop, and even right? even when you go to exit it it kind of goes oh one more video one more video yeah. and it shows another video at you and you go oh that's it's funny yeah you were yeah. holding that over your sleeve in case I wanted she, to get out of here <laughs> she texts me last week and she goes um, oh you know I'm just I'm spending too much time on, on Facebook you know I just you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide. You know, I'm not gonna get the notifications. I'm just, I might go on. You know, ten minutes before bed, kind of thing. I was like, "You coming off?" I like, "No, no, I'm not coming off." I said, "Well, you can deactivate your account." I was like, "No, no, I don't need to deactivate it." You know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to hide it. I'm going to take it off the main screen on the phone, and you know, it's going to be less of a distraction mm-hmm. then. And then she found fucking TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "You've just <laughs> substituted Facebook for TikTok." She's like, "No." She was text last night, and I was going to bed, and she always stays up later. And I was like, uh. What time did you go to bed at? It was about three o'clock, was it? Yeah. I said, what were you doing? Mickeying around on TikTok, were you? Yeah. She's oh, like, you yeah, fucking you know me so well. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's her obsession. And then she's sending me stuff and I'm like, nope. I'll send you stuff. I'll send you stuff. Yeah, you send me some, yeah, some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll send you some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ashling, you need to fucking up your game. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a video, I, I swear to God, I cried laughing at it, of, um, there's this, like, uh, like old Dublin woman in, a, 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 like, a, a bathrobe in her kitchen. <laughs> oh, house cow. That's a house cow. House cow. Yeah. But uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody had put, like, a, a small little, uh, like, a, a banger or something like that in the end of her fag. As soon as she likes it, I go, <laughs> bang in her face, and she goes, you fucking idiot, <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I must have watched it about a hundred times and I still find it hilarious yeah. no one's like fucking here, bastard <laughs> <laughs> sounds like me auntie Annie <laughs> sorry to hear about your aunt man by the way I was just listening mm. to the podcast yeah it's um, yesterday you don't get to see anyone so yeah you know the numbers uh-huh. are limited and stuff like that like so you know it's it's uh, that's shit like that like you know yeah 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 um yeah, so I'm planning on seeing me Auntie Annie uh, this week. I didn't get up last week, but that would that would have been her sister, like you know. But yeah. she be she be you could put your fucking video on any ten seconds of her life, and it'll be a fucking TikTok viral video, like you know, the just the stuff she comes out with, like just yeah. an old dope that does not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be her, like that'd be something she come out with, like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I need I need to I need to go up. Obviously now we things are opening up a little bit, mm. so. Uh, I can go up and she can stop giving me a bollocking. Couldn't even get on to her. She was getting on to me after she told me her sister died. Why did she oh, get on to you? Come here, you. I want to get on to you. Was it? The fuck come here to me. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Uh, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking the much. The yeah. finger. Yeah. The hooked finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what the fuck yeah. did I do? She's like, uh, yeah, 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 you never rang me. And normally I'd go around and go, yeah, you know, phones work both ways. Like. Mm. <laughs> but I was like, oh, kind of, yeah. no, are you? You get a gimme on this one, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give you so a pass. Just, go on. Yeah, yeah. I have to, to, to go up and see her now. So yeah. Ah, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, actually, there you go. Look up for I will. I will double him on smoking a fag. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it. I've, I've the send video saved stuff. down. I've uh, yeah. I've that. I've yeah. Actually, no, I won't send it to you now. I'll, I'll only annoy the listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can give another share. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can go off and another share. We're gonna we're we're going on TikTok. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's, smiles, that's, that's me smiles, smiles and royals how about cool. yourself um, not a smile or a royal but um, I'm going to a healer a healer do you know when you hear people that have the cures for stuff well like it's a poopy nice Oh, I was about to <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, same. sometime. Yeah, and actually, yeah. town called what Malice. A town, town called Malice. Malice. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Cormac, the young lad, has uh, bad eczema mm. and bad, like, so, um, you know, he'd, he'd be scratching at night, he'd be drawing blood and everything, and we're trying everything, Jeez. creams. Uh, you know, I was looking at three big tubs of. Silcox cream that's empty um wow. my bedroom locker and uh, oh, like my my mother-in-law comes up to try out the new creams basically that mm. we're trying and she's kind of you know we're laughing at her and she's kind of trying this cream rubbing on her face go i like that yeah much is a bottle of that <laughs> 20 quid oh fuck that but uh i was trying everything with him you know trying bathing him with oats and everything and mm. um yeah he's struggling with it a little bit so yeah, poor little fucker. we got a we got a number of a, a person who does healing and gave her a buzz and she was talking to me over the phone look you know the, the more than yourself like I'm, I'm a skeptic mm. I believe in anything as long mm. as it works for me if it works yeah. yeah I'll go in with a complete open mind I don't give a damn so um, yeah so we're, we're going to see a healer I'll let you know how that goes 
So, mm. yeah, so she says she has to put her hands on him and this kind of stuff and heard good things about her. She'd uh, cured people before and that. So, mm. I don't know, like we're waiting two years to see a bloody a specialist, you know. Jeez. Go and see a healer in a week. So, mm. we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. But, uh, yeah, well, it's not a smile or a rile, but um, mm. just what's be, going on with you. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me give you a rile. I can't fucking sleep lately, you know that? The heat? Or? Like, no, do you know what? It probably is actually probably linked to to Cormac. You know, he'll wake mm. up every night at about half eleven and he'll cry, and his arms will be itchy. He'll be scratching oh, his Jesus. arms and the crooks of his elbow and all this kind of stuff. And you go in, you settle him back down. But that's a, that's about the time where I'm I'm about to go sleep, mm. and when I go oh. into him, I'm back and. Wide away. Gone. You're done. Forget about it. You just and hit I'm that like, sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just, you know that moment where it's just like, here it yeah. is. It's now we're never. Yeah, and, so and if I'm, I'm going off for here it now. And then, I'm gone. Yeah. Or if I'm walk and that. Oh yeah. No, I just I, I can't I can't go back to sleep and it's been happening the last few nights, and I just I for some reason I get like a tickle on my feet and it's like the tickle go no no don't go sleep no don't go sleep no mm. no no you're overtired now don't go sleep. Of course, do you remember I was saying to you there actually a few weeks ago. I was lying in bed one night going, singing Craig David to myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the same happened with fucking Coolio. I was lying there singing Gangster's oh. Paradise going, Oh, yeah. And then I got to the part where I'm, and 23 now, but will I live to see 24? Hold on for a second. Onto the phone. <laughs> Coolio's 57. Jeez, he didn't do too bad for himself. <laughs> he didn't think he was going to see 24. And now look at him. Yeah. Fair play to him. <laughs> he's fucking, is he playing in nightclubs in Tullamore and stuff like that now, oh, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's making his money. Fair play to him. He's making his money on royalties, actually. What did so, he do? He, so did, Stevie he, did he do some reality show or something, did he? Or? Oh, he possibly did. Did he do Big Brother or something like that? Something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Never really got into Coolio. Um, no, no, I had one or two good songs. That was that was. About it was it. that. There was too hot. That was the single he released that after. Tune, yeah, that was yeah. alright. The Keenan and Kel song. <laughs> fantastic fight. Come along, you man. Oh, no. No. Fantastic fight, fight, stupidly slide. No, 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 no. No, I don't remember that. Uh, no, no, they're really gonna. Anyway, mm. um, so oh, these are oh. your your nightly <laughs> ponderings. My ponderings, exactly. Yeah, and I'm going. Jeez, oh, I wonder. I must have a Google at that now. And as soon as you whip out the phone, <laughs> that's it. You know. Um, I uh, I, I sold me shower by the way. Oh, the Triton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody, didn't I knew you said that easy. I um uh I I bought the wrong shower, and the company wouldn't take it back or do an exchange because I opened up the seal on it as in the box not the mm. actual shower and like that so it wouldn't take back and I went fuck you anyways mm. so um, I ended up doing voiceovers for them the following week because yeah. I was a bastard <laughs> but um, I uh, yeah stuck it up on done deal anyways and I, I got it sold but I uh, <laughs> sold it to a guy uh, who was in Burr and uh, he said oh, I'll call up for it and I had an appointment with Cormac in Tullamore Hospital. I said, look, I'll meet you in Tullamore. It'll save you an mm. hour driving. Like, he said, oh, yeah, no, no, that's brilliant. So um, <laughs> I was packing the shower into the car. And uh, before I'd packing Cormac into the car, make sure I didn't forget <laughs> one or the other, you know. <laughs> but uh, The Triton strapped into the child seat, nice child and safe. Seat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cormac bouncing off each side of the car He's as going on corners. Yeah. <laughs> He'd love it in the booth. Would you stop? But, uh, Faster, daddy! <laughs> I think it's appropriate we're talking about fatherhood. So anyway, <laughs> but... Um, 
he said to me, uh, <laughs> Daddy, what do you do in our shower? And I said, oh, um, the, the man is buying the shower off us. You know, he's mm. two and a half. He doesn't really understand, you know, buying mm. stuff and that. <laughs> and um, he said, uh, our broken shower? And I said, uh, yeah, it's broken. Like, but no, no, not this one. No, this is... This is the one I bought. I'm trying to explain to the child. I bought yeah, this by yeah, accident because yeah. I'm a dickhead. <laughs> but uh, I just said, no, no, he's, he's buying the, it's the new shower. He's buying it off us. And we put the new shower upstairs? No, no, no. That's not, that's not, <laughs> wrong shower. It won't work here. So uh, <laughs> we were in the car on his and uh, I was about 10 minutes from Tullamore. And your man rang me and said, oh, Peter, just to let you know, I'm just parked up here outside. He said, yeah, no, that's grand. And Corbett started shouting, man, shower broken, man. The shower's broken. I go, shut up. It's not broken. It's fine. No, I'll be there in about 10 minutes. Man, you take our shower. It's broken. I was like, I don't want to thinking. I'm selling a dud to this fella. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking hang you from a height. Oh, stop. Jesus. Oh, kids will do that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember chatting with a lad before. He was telling me that he... Uh, um, <laughs> he got stopped by the guards at the checkpoint but coming up to it he went uh, oh, Jesus my tax is out I went uh, chatting to the guard and that's it about to take off the child piped up daddy's tax is out and the guard was like, oh it is you're right actually <laughs> oh Jesus you little <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so sold me shower delighted and actually I'm right. delighted about where it's going to um I got there and ex- your man explained to me. He said, "Geez, I'm delighted with the price of that." He said, um, "He said I'll work in um, a care home." He said, "We're building a room for a little boy who's sick, and oh. we've a little bit of a budget, so you know that'll go towards it." So I said, really? "Oh, here, look." So I gave him twenty quid. I said, "Look, put that towards it." And oh no no no, I don't yeah, want it. Oh no 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 no, fair play, to you. it's going to a good cause, and that's fair enough, you know. Fucking twenty quid, no skin off my mm, nose. So there mm. you go. So yeah, so that was Not good. When you're Delighted making with that. fucking baller paper like you are. Like, yeah, I am in the ball. Bald paper is what I yeah. make it. <laughs> so I'm only going to use it to to, to wipe Cormac's arse there anyway. So you might there well you take go. It. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's having a snack at the moment. It's a fifty euro note. <laughs> I don't know why your skin is in ribbons, but you're like, you know. <laughs> what's this cocaine fucking traces all over? <laughs> Oh, I've been using 50s as baby wipes. That's why he doesn't sleep. And hence the reason I don't sleep. <laughs> daddy! Um, let's do something, Daddy! Yeah. Carmen gets fucking four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm awake! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I got rid of it. I'm delighted with that. And, um, Great. Finally. Yeah. yeah, finally, thankfully. Uh, smiles this week. Um, oh, our good friend, mutual friend, former band manager Dave Butler, signed a book mm. deal. Yes. Yeah, delighted for yeah. Dave. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, he used to manage us when we were um, we were a hip hop trio, mm. and uh, Dave just was able to turn his hand to anything. He's fantastic talent. So really, really pleased for him. A big, big deal. But looks for O'Brien Press. That's a big old. Yeah. You read can't, books. You've seen O'Brien speak Press. On what it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I bet you. I bet you it's about three pricks he used to manage in a hip hop band <laughs> except this is for kids. You know. Yeah, he's doing something with. Um, uh, Mario Corrigan is a kind of yeah, local yeah. historian here in Calais, so it'll be something historical. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah, but he did that um, historical. It could be about you, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a piss. I'm taking a What did he do? What was the other one he did? I did Shackleton um, as well. Or Shackleton. Yeah, Shackleton. He did it. Yeah. He did, I think the first book, I still have it. It's called Do Fish Wear Pajamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, it's still, yeah. say, yeah, fair play to Dave. He sent me a copy of it. He signed it. So I'm waiting mm. until he's really famous and going to sell that motherfucker <laughs> on eBay <laughs> for a fortune. So, uh, yeah, fair play to Dave. Uh, Dave's a good dude. Um, Don't you from. And yeah. do you know, do you know something actually something popped into my head and we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago uh, you don't you, you don't remember the lesbians in Galway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> hope Alan doesn't remember I, I really hope you remember this one because it popped into my head but jeez I forgot about that but um, now what did I do no 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 you did. didn't do anything it, oh fucking finally oh I get in on top of this then it, it involves Dave <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> do you remember we played uh, Oxygen uh, was it yes. 06 but for anyone outside of Ireland or anybody who's like 25 uh, Oxygen was this huge festival in Ireland and uh, what was it before what, what did it become then it, used, it was Witness it was Witness then Witness Oxygen and now it just doesn't exist anymore no but what's the equivalent of it now uh, uh, not probably, electric picnic like Longitude Longitude or, or one of those yeah, so, yeah, yeah one of them yeah yeah, yeah. but um, yeah so we, we got to play there one year and the, the great thing about it was we got like free weekend passes and everything which mm. was brilliant but mm. um, uh, so the three of us, yourself, yourself, Shane, and Dave, uh, went all in the one car uh, to Punchestown. Was Punchestown, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah that's where it was. And uh, <laughs> we got we got in. We uh, were heading towards kind of the backstage area where they were. They had the the camper vans up and all that, and we're heading towards there. And we're like, uh, Dave, we we probably need a sound check. And he's like, yeah, 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 Dave Grant. But look, you know, time's kind of ticking on. Can we, we get somebody sorted so we do a sound check? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Dave spotted this lady who had a clipboard and a headset looking very official. And uh, he went over to her and he said, he said, oh, I have the lads here. The lads are, uh, are looking to get set up. And she goes, oh, yeah, perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, right. Uh, I tell you what, she gave us all like care packs, <laughs> like these, <laughs> these bags each. Do you remember that? She no. gave us like a bag each oh. and we're looking into the bag and she's going and all we want you to do is just, you know, go up to people, you know, tell them this is what we're doing and we're like, <laughs> what? So we're trying to get a sound check here. I mean, look in the bag and there was all this stuff labelled Think Contraceptive. <laughs> like, Dave, Dave, does she want us to hand out jollies? <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to do a sound check. And Dave's like, uh, no, these lads are a band. We're like, oh, sorry, I thought you were going to, or sorry, but. <laughs> do you oh, remember man. that? Like, not a fucking bit. Oh, no way, dude. Not are you serious? Yeah. Oh, lad. That is because I, I, up until recently, I still had, there was this little container. It was like a little, do you know the pencil case you get in school? Mm, do you know the, mm. the metal ones that you just end up stabbing with a compass or something? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes rusty. You'd want to have uh, a tetanus every time you needed mm. a, a yeah, biro. Yeah, I don't know what. But there was one of those, I think you only chewed out recently, and it had like a load of Johnnies in it that we were to <laughs> hand out for free. Of course, we all took our packs home, obviously, you know. And uh, I only chewed out recently, and I remember Shane took the sticker off, and I think he put it on the turntables. Think contraceptive. <laughs> Do you know the triangle, the black and white one? Or yeah, black and yeah, yeah, yellow yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ah, oh, dude, I don't believe you don't remember no. that. Oh, that's a pity. Fucking brain on my Yeah. That's fucking so shit. Like. Um, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Absolutely yeah, hilarious, no, yeah. Nothing. But uh, there you go. That's fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's fucking depressing. Actually, like, you know? like, Jesus, fucking something else I can't remember. Like. Does that piss you off, by the way, when you... Yeah, it did, man. I mean, you know, when you don't... 
Yeah. Uh, no, man. Sorry, dude. Didn't no. mean to piss you off. No, no, no. It's like, I was like, oh, deadly. I remember this. I was like, no. Mm. No, I think I have a vague. Family. Yeah. No, I don't even know if I just remember the sticker or, or I've been on Shane's decks or anything like that. Um, mm. um, no, no. Don't, oh, that's don't a pity. It. That was just a hilarious incident. Yeah. But like, it, yeah. I, it was something I forgot about only. It just popped. I think he was putting clothes on the line. Mm. You know, and it just popped into me. <laughs> Is head. that where the kids came from? Was it? <laughs> were, you, were you using them fucking condoms? <laughs> Clearly wasn't. You know? They're there. They're, they're out with the Dave. <laughs> ten diesel diesel work. <laughs> ten years to prior prior to having my first child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We must we must stick down. Actually, we must do something. Uh, memories and all that kind of stuff of uh, of gigging. We all oh, we must get together. Don't ask and me. Just do just do a big recording. <laughs> The four of us, memories, things that happened. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, just kind of, look, these are the things you forget. You know, yeah, so you, we must do everything. Something. I fucking we'll schedule something. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there you go. So you're still yeah. autistic. Still autistic. You're still autistic. Yeah. You're still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More so now, it fucking seems. <laughs> Getting worse by the day. <laughs> how you find it? How are you dealing with it? Or how you have you kind of digested it nah, anymore? Still, or is it still, still, still something you're getting used to? Yeah, still rears its head, and you know, it's usually not in good ways. You know, it's normally some of the the down stuff that that comes with it, like you know, it's, mm. it's a difficulty. But I have my card now. I have me uh, oh, seen that. You look like a uh, autism card. Yeah, it looks serial like, killer. As just as yeah. Yeah, it looks like a good album cover, like <laughs> ODB. <laughs> ODB. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have me card, so I can you know, I'd have to pull it with Ashling every now and again when she says something. I have to go. Here's me fucking card. I am actually autistic. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm fucking trying here. Uh, <laughs> But that's not easy. It's not easy, and it's of course you know, it's not, it's yeah. not e- easy. Easy for her. It's not easy for anyone that that may be with anyone that is is autistic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're awkward bastards. Like <laughs> not yeah, yes fucking, not by choice. Like you know, but, uh, no, no, but it's look, it's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> still, still trying to wrap my head around. I kind mm. of do a little bit of work now with the with the adult autism practice. They they send on a few clients like um, that are just undergoing diagnosis that are struggling with it themselves. So kind of helping people in that sense like of um, my own experience of what it's like they're kind of just starting to get diagnosed or they're going for their initial consultation and stuff like mm. that so uh, maybe a couple of steps further down the road than they are but definitely not at the end destination to be able to speak as any kind of authority on it rather yeah, than yeah. my own experience yeah. still very fresh yeah 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 mm. yeah Good stuff. Well, look, you did it. You took the steps. And mm. um, the gas thing about it is, you know, you mightn't have ever done it um, had it not been for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, that so one tweet kind of tipped it yeah, over the edge. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Like, and yeah. uh, Fair play to you. You shared it. We're straight talking mental health and you shared mm. it. Mm. And uh, you spoke about it and you speak so honestly and open about it. And it's it's great to hear. You know what I mean? And it's something we need to do a little bit more of. We need to highlight that a little bit more. You know, the mm. the, uh, the mental health aspect of, um, you know, autism. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the people around you, as you say, um, you know, because it is a difficult thing to try and understand. You know, mm. there's no one sentence you can say, imagine if you're this, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. So. Well, look, dude, you're plugging away. You're plugging away, going. tipping on, tipping Good on. Good stuff. Have so, any royals this week? Uh, uh, insomnia, that was it. Yeah. Insomnia, yeah. yeah. I can't. Well, not insomnia, just 
take me ages to go sleep basically mm. so there you go I used, to, I used to be like that the whole time with James you know for the first couple of years I'd, uh, and, and we'll get into it obviously as we get into the topic mm. later on but you know those times when I had him the next day and I wouldn't be able to sleep for fear that I'd sleep it out and I wouldn't be allowed to have him or something like that and then mm. I wouldn't sleep when he was here because I wouldn't use him being here and you know you'd have that unconscious ear out every night listening of course yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Jesus horrible I'd be yeah. exhausted then the next day <laughs> but sure look let's get into it now actually so we're sure. straight talking fathers because mm. Father's Day was last Sunday and um, you know it's something we, we kind of touched on before but it, it needs its own its own episode you know and uh, it was interesting actually you know Fraser spoke about it last week uh, talking about not having a dad you know and mm. uh, the void that created but actually funny enough something struck me was his relationship with his little brother and yeah. I got the impression that he he's the dad to his little brother that he wanted mm. You know, you mentioned it before about, you know, um, absence creates a void and yeah, the yeah. void has to be filled mm. by something or someone. Yeah, he definitely started, definitely seems to have stepped into that uh, older role model mm. male. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you get that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, uh, fortunately for his brother that, you know, he does, he, he does have, right, I know, I know his you know, he said his brother does have a dad and he lived mm. with him for a while, but unfortunately he was back in foster care and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, the thing I really liked as Fraser spoke about it last week was, uh, and I asked him, what was it like, you know, growing up without a dad? He goes, well, how do you know, or how do you describe the colour blue if you've never seen the colour blue? Mm. Yeah. You know, how one, how yeah. do you know something you don't know? Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, we'll get into that a little bit more as well, you know, the absence of a dad as well. But what's the traditional role of a dad in the household? I think it's changed, isn't it? We, mm. we, we spoke about it before of kind of our generation being the being the first to, to push a buggy. You know, changing yeah. happy, stuff yeah. like that, you know. Um, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine my father changing my nappy mm. uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination maybe he did I, I severely doubt it but maybe he did yeah but yeah I, I think I think our generation is the first to um, be active perhaps generally speaking you know and obviously was, yeah more involved there were some good dads out there but I think mm. I suppose traditionally anyone of our generation your dad wasn't giving you hugs and kisses Telling you he loves you, telling you all this kind of stuff. You know, you mm. weren't really experiencing that much affection. That was Mammy's yeah. role. That, that was Mammy's role, yeah. yeah. yeah he was yeah. to tell you to behave. Oh, the stern, yeah, stern eye, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I, I was guilty of that myself. I, and I was I was thrown into that position um, myself with, uh, with the older kids of um, kind of taking on that, you know, I'm not here to mother you. I'm here to be your father. Like, I'm here to uh, mm. prep you for the world. How old were you when you first became a dad? Was it 1920? 1920? Yeah, yeah. 20, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Have you... Did you always want to be a dad? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, from, you know, growing up uh, in, a, in a broken home, never really had a great um, relationship with my own father. Uh, my own father then with his, uh, with his own drinking issues. Um, so I think I was always very determined to have a, to have a family and... Like that, become the dad uh, I never had, and and I remember, I remember ha mm -hmm. having that conversation in my own head of, I'm going to be very different, like yeah, yeah, that that determination, and I remember 
distinctly saying like to myself that you know my kids are going to know they love them and I'm going to tell them I love them all the time and you know I'm going to show them as much as possible uh, and I did and, and, I, and I would still tell the kids you know uh, from the eldest to the youngest of you know I love them and that kind of thing and that's never been an issue mm. but I, I also had my blind spots in, in being a father as well and I remember one of them very distinctively um, a couple of years ago the old when the kids were here you know they used to obviously they used to be up every weekend and then kind of every second weekend as it got older and stuff like that but I remember they were up here one weekend um, and one of the kids asked me something like um, oh, can I have a biscuit or something like that mm. and I said no and they said why and I said because I said so and I had this moment of fuck mm. father's words coming out of my mouth yeah yeah because yeah. that's all I ever because I said so yeah because I yeah. said so you weren't allowed to question anything that was it you know it was it was very much an authoritarian um a parenting style on, on probably both sides mm. but you know I, I had this such awareness around yeah I'm going to tell the kids I love them gonna, but then you have your blind spots as well yeah yeah well look that's fair enough mm. um, but yeah. I, just, I just remember that moment of fuck my yeah. father's words coming out of my mouth and it was it was my father's words coming out of my mouth um, <laughs> yeah did you ever get that moment when your child says something and you go oh okay you got that from me Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise I said that so often. Yeah. Cor- Corman came up to me the other day, he pointed his finger at me and he went, I said no. <laughs> oh, right, okay, that sounds like me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, what was it like, you know, what, 1920? Become oh, a dad, like man. Jesus, just, like you're you're a kid yeah. still. Oh, kid! You, you oh, think you're an adult, yeah, of course, yeah. but you're not. You yeah, know? yeah. You're just thrown in the deep end, like you know, yeah. trying to trying to manage that and not having a fucking clue, like not having a clue. But look, be it nineteen, twenty, or forty, you still don't mm. have a clue when you're a first time parent. But it, Jesus, like you know what I mean? When you're you're still maturing. Yeah, that's oh, totally. But yeah, but you know, I didn't have. And, you know, I've heard it so many times from clients and, you know, I've probably mentioned it on the on the podcast before that, um, you know, sometimes the best role model is to, you know, the best way to parent is just do the opposite. You know, some some people are just like, yep, that's horrible. I'm never going to do that. Mm. Uh, I know what that, I know what it feels like to end the receiving end of that. So uh, I won't be doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And some, some people don't and the, and the patterns, the patterns just repeat themselves. Mm. Uh, so there wasn't really any strong paternal figures, I suppose, in 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 my life uh, growing up to to draw influence from. Mm. You know, so for me it was very it was very difficult to to step into that, and you know, it brings you know as I've said so many times, and I think I said it with Fraser last week, nothing will bring up you know issues from childhood like having a child mm, exactly you know? yeah. and I didn't I didn't enjoy being a parent because I didn't know how to be a parent and it was a real struggle and I remember uh, particularly after uh, after Cameron was born I was very depressed like um, postnatal depression <laughs> for, for myself nearly well okay it's something that happens man that's it's not spoken about no 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 mm. definitely definitely not uh, now there was a lot of other stuff going on mm. um um around it too but you know just didn't get to it didn't get to enjoy that um experience mm. 
how about yourself what was it like for you um before we get to that i've just something kind of occurred to me there mm. you were talking about we were talking about grief earlier and mm. it, it suppose it's something you don't really think of as well but you, you don't grieve your old life because you know before you become a parent um you know you're you can you can go out <laughs> you know on a regular basis you can do what you want to do yeah, you can yeah. sit around yeah. the house you can lounge you can watch telly if you want you can go to gigs you can go on holidays you can go get shit faced rat arse whatever you want call around to friends whenever you want have them around mm. over you know and all of a sudden that stops you know mm. you don't have a social life anymore you know because you don't go out and you have this little person to deal with and you have um, you have to think for them um, and you're trying to think ahead, you know, bottles, snacks, meals, mm, whatever they are, mm. you know, safety, are they okay? Is there something wrong? Their temperature, mm. oh God, their nappy is very loose. What's the story there? You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, yeah. you've this, you like, you've nearly like to do a degree in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And become, try and become the, the, the PhD in parenthood in no time. You know, you're trying to figure out mm. everything and, you know, it, it's, it's, you, you don't that's grieve your own cases. life though you know what I mean yeah that's that's true but the other side of it is the lot of people that can't give up that whole life yeah 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 that's the other side of it I'm going mm. well I'm still going out like you know and the the, the problems that that causes in the relationship then um, of, of course yeah you can still go out at the weekend and you know well you're the mother you're stuck at home or you're stuck you know yeah that 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 creates its own difficulties but it is like i mean it is it's life-changing and i always say to clients it is and it isn't mm. you know it definitely changes but you know you get on with it and it's not it just it, it takes a lot more preparation if you want to go out you know you're planning babysitters weeks in advance you're prepping yeah. battles or you're doing all that stuff it's it's just a bit more hassle Mm. Uh, but you can but still, then there's the next morning as well you know do you want to have oh, a hangover yeah. with a shitty Jesus nappy in your face going oh <laughs> lord and I've been that soldier a few times you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it is um, it is uh, not something you, you you want to face but yeah you do there is that thing of yeah sure, fucking I'm going out with the boys there now and I'm going out and I'm sure I might be gone for the weekend and mm. you know so be it and um, then you get a call saying oh love for a second child's running the temperature get home here yeah. you know yeah, yeah yeah what's wrong with them there's something up here we might need to call mm. the doctor get on to my doc or whatever out of hours doctor services or you know um i, I never realized how sick kids could be you oh, know yeah, pick up yeah. everything jesus yeah. christ but um yeah so th- there you go maybe you know i i do agree that there should be there should be a course for every first time parent Genuinely, mm. you know, mm. you need a license for a dog. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, anybody can have a have a you child. Have to do your, you have to do your marriage course, don't you? Uh, well, if you want to get married in a Catholic yeah, church, you yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it could like even uh, we were talking before very early on. You know, um, I think it was possibly even the second or third episode where uh, small little things like child falls over, grazes their knee. Ah, get up, will you? Stop that. Mm, As opposed mm. to, oh, but look, that's a pity. Come over here and I'll give you a kiss and a hug yeah, and go yeah. off. You know what I mean? Small little things like that, you mm. know. Even if it was the case, you got a tough time from a, a caregiver or a parent or whatever, that you can go, right, well, look, this stops. You know, even recognizing yeah, yeah. that, like, there's so much. Yeah. You know, like, even uh, even even today, like, with, with Quiva, she went in to try her big school 
her uh, junior infants for the first time she went in for 45 minutes like and that was like oh my goodness you know mm. but um you know we're saying uh said oh like i'm very we're very proud of you for going in and not crying and, and well we're always proud of you mm. but uh we're, we're very happy that you went in and you know even she was or when we were pulling into school she was all excited and she was buzzing and she went mm. uh, uh i'm a bit nervous Oh, well, well that's okay it's okay to be mm. nervous that's no problem whatsoever don't be worrying about that and I'm glad you told us you were nervous as opposed to mm. ah don't be you'll be fine you'll be grand yeah, yeah, once you get yeah. in there you know but yeah tell us you have an emotion tell us about it brilliant we'll talk about that you know so I'm delighted she told us that you know I'm a little bit nervous mm. Mm. that's okay you know but yeah, um, wow Jesus so amazing thing for her to be able to say yeah that's it but again to encourage it as opposed to discourage it you know, and that's probably something I learned with you on this podcast is more, yeah. you know, kind of taken on board and go, right, well, look, this is an emotion. Let's talk about it. Mm. As opposed to, I know you'll be grand. Sure, once you get in, you'll be fine. You made loads mm-hmm. of friends and you'll be, you'll be coloring and mm-hmm. everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look, it's nervous. You're okay to be nervous. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and even she um, she stayed over with her, uh, her, her granny recently and uh, she said, oh, well, I'm going to miss you. And I said, well, look, I'm going to miss you too. Mm. You know, and she's kind of mm. taken aback by that a little bit, going, you're going to miss me. Said, yeah, of mm. course I'm going to miss you. I miss you when you're not. I miss you when I'm at work and, mm. you know, uh, when you're at preschool. I miss you. Of course I do. Absolutely. Mm. And I love when you come home and tell me everything that's happened. And, you know, mm. you can talk it out. You can talk out the emotions. But, yeah. you know, it's good to be able to encourage that. You know, you feel sad, let me know. If you feel happy, let me know. You know, mm. I'm not going to say, "Hey, sure, what you'd be sad about? Shouldn't you get a new doll earlier? Uh, You're grand. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, None yeah, of that yeah, shit, yeah. you know. I'll give you something to be sad about. Exactly, yeah. Well, there's, there's kids in Africa and they yeah. should be very sad. Yeah, yeah. You should be happy. You know, so, um, you yeah, know. Sure. What did I hear growing up? You're crying? Well, I'll fucking give you something to cry about. Give you something to cry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. We all fucking yeah. heard that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, for me, it was... Um, yeah, like I, I always wanted to be a dad. You know, I mm. always wanted to. Um, but uh, I kind of, kind of found myself in my in my late twenties, going, uh, you know, looking at the buggies, going, ah. <laughs> but you, you'd get to the point. Well, for me, obviously, it was different for you. But for me, um, you know, I've, I've done the going out, getting drunk, thing, having crack mm. with the friends. I've done mm. the traveling. Uh, I've done the cool holidays. Um, well, not to travel them, but I've I've done the cool holidays, and mm. um, you know, we we had our house, we you know, we good jobs, we good educations. You get to the point where you go, there has to be more. That's kids, you know what mm. I mean. So mm. you, you know, and you, you do kind of look back and you go, geez, what did we do with our time? You know, I remember a time where I'd watch two and a half men for about six hours of a Sunday with a hangover, oh which was great. And then you'd order a pizza, you know, and then you'd go six o'clock in the evening, you'd go, right, I'm ready to go back out. Come on. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, you, you could probably go, right, I'll do that once and then I'll go, nah, I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, I'm, mm, I'm sick mm. of this. But um, no, I, I, I loved it. Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, What's the hardest thing for you being a dad? What's something you weren't expecting? Uh, how sick kids were mm. as we were saying yeah they pick yeah. up everything just yeah. everything you know um, coughs colds flus temperatures mm. stomach bugs and you're like Jesus what's this is it this is it that is it whatever and you're mm. like I remember uh, in Cueva 
uh, you know, the first couple of nights where Laura was in hospital and, you know, the nurses are coming down, they're checking on, on the baby, they're checking on Laura. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. And the nurse go, right, just give her a little tap on the back, a little bit of wind. Oh, there you go. And just with this, you do that. So we're in the car outside and we're going, two of us looked at each other and uh, who, who's coming home with us to look after the child? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, kids are resilient. You know, mm. they're tough little creatures. They're mm. they're made to grow. They're made to thrive. If they weren't, then none of us would be here anymore. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I often think as well. You know, you you kind of look at them really delicately, and you go, "Jeez, to be careful with them and all that." Then I was gone. How did they survive in caves years ago? You know, they obviously had to be pretty tough mm. years ago to do this. Yeah, yeah. But like, no more than yourself, I'm sure. Like, I, I spent nights where I'd be, you know, they're, they're in the little Moses basket in your room. And I'd be sitting up and looking, going, the blanket's moving up and down. Yeah, they're breathing, they're breathing. Yeah, That's yeah, Go back yeah, to sleep. Then, yeah. <gasps> hold on. I've done that. They're breathing. Yeah, you're yeah. grand, you're grand. Or else yeah. they're snoring and they stop snoring and you go, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're back again. Grand, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I remember Cameron was Cameron was very sick as a baby. Um, it turned out what age? I can't remember what age he was, but it turned out he had like a, a tumor or something like that on his stomach. No way! Uh, yeah, and it was gotten so big that it, like he was never eating. There's a there's a picture. Christmas Day. I think he must have been. About, I think he was about seven. But Jesus Christ, he was seven. fucking white as a ghost. Like it's just. He's just so sick looking. But this sister, this tumor, gotten so big that it was pushing against the stomach so he couldn't eat like. Jesus. Um, and yeah. you're bringing him down, oh, it's colic, it's this, it's that, and it's... Colic you know, this at is seven. Going on since, well, no, it wasn't going oh, on sorry. since the baby. Like, yeah, and you're like, oh, it's colic, and, you know, do this and do that. And Jesus, I remember times, like, there was, there was a time just after he was born, I wasn't working, Michelle was working, and um, all, like, fucking just... Crying and you know it just goes through yeah. your brain. Like, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. just feel like you're going fucking insane. Um, yeah. And like he was in pain. We, you know, we didn't know he was in pain. We didn't know what was wrong with him. And um, the the last time he went to the doctor, he went to the hospital. And he goes, "No, he needs to go now." Uh, they called an ambulance, got him up to Crumlin. Jesus. Uh, I think that they either called a surgeon back off holiday, or the surgeon had to cancel his holiday. Because wow. this uh, this cyst, I think when they took it out, it said like, if 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 you left that another day, he was dead. Because once that burst, all that was going into his system, and Jesus and he would have and Christ. he would have been dead. Like, but he went up. We had the operation. Um, I was I was at home with with Adina at the time. Uh, Cameron's mom stayed up with him at the hospital, and I went up the next day, and I was like, this whole other new fucking child. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Like Jesus Christ, the, the transformation was just phenomenal. Like but what goes through your head though for that? You know that oh, that operation. Like yeah, you yeah, know, like just... Cormac got grommets in, which is nothing really, and it's just mm. a very standard. But even at mm. that, you can't sleep the night before, and you're worried when he's down. What if something went wrong? Or Jesus, mm. you must have been a million times worse. You know, for yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know, and you're then, thinking all uh, sorts. Well, well, he was born. <laughs> he's born on the side of the road. <laughs> he was not, was he? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, his mom was. She was due to be brought in the next day or something like that. They were going to induce her. Yeah. And uh, no, didn't get to that. And she was meant to go up to. She was meant to go up to Hollis Street. As my dad says, fucking Hollis Street. That's where all the fucking culties go. <laughs> go to the fucking coom. <laughs> so we were meant to go up to Hollis Street anyway. And we're like, no, you're not going to make it. You go to Port Leash. Um, 
So I'm following behind the ambulance in the car. Next thing, the ambulance pulls in on the side of the road. Get in, get in, get in, get in. Jeez. <laughs> Out he popped. <laughs> no way. That's yeah. amazing. So on his birth started on me, but down Portley's Hospital. And then they went, no, you can't put that down. I was like, why not? So you need to go back. You need to put it down where he was born. Do you? So it's, the it's exact down spot. Kennels Cross. Yeah, so for anyone that Where's drives Kennels between Cross? Port Arlington and Port Leash, it's that staggered junction where if you go left, you go into Emo. Oh, um, I know the one. That's yeah. a dodgy road. That's yeah, a dodgy you know, road. They've, 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 they've laid it out. It's been, it's been redone. <laughs> so his, I think on his birth cert, it's, we had to find out the name of the road. So Kennel, no that's, I know, way. That's, that's Kennel's Cross. Yeah, that yeah. is amazing. I never knew yeah. you had to do that. Jesus. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember Adina, when she was smaller, she had, uh, she was having these mini seizure things or something like that. And I thought it was epilepsy. I never forget that. <laughs> fucking never forget the first time it happened. You remember around the house, I had the attic done and I was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, she was about seven or eight at the time as well. And she comes up and she just has this glazed look on her face. And I'm talking to her and I'm getting nothing from her. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? And we never forget it because she was watching the Mr. Bean cartoon. It was imprinted in us. Um, and Michelle uh, had brought her phone or something like that. And I'm fucking freaking out. And I didn't know what was wrong. And she, so these things kept happening. But I remember one time it happened. She was in school and they called the ambulance. I was, in wor- I was working in NACE at the time. And uh, I met at the Portleash Hospital from Nace before the ambulance did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, down to Portleash. Uh, from Port Arlington to Portleash. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, she's, she's been fine since, but, you know, they never really knew it was kind of epilepsy or something like that. She Just outgrew it or something, did she? Or? Seems to have outgrown yeah. it, yeah. Wow, but, uh, Jesus. Those those are the things that terrify you. Like, oh, they're, completely and utterly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's it. And, like, the tough thing is you're trying to figure out what's wrong with them and it could be 50 million things it could be nothing you know even little things like um you know little things they, they can be big things like um Quiva had a reflux and oh, she's, yeah. as a baby she's drinking her bottle she's drinking her bottle you'd hear this click or a pop where obviously it had all come back up the throat and then she'd scream in pain oh. where acid was coming up nearly you know oh. and of course you know it's um you know you're rocking a hard place you have to feed, you have to eat, mm, but mm. that's what's causing you a lot of pain. Jeez. And uh, yeah, I remember just sitting there, head in hands, going like, "What can you do?" You know, and you're trying this thing, you're trying like Gaviscon, you're trying there, like there's tablets mm. and soluble tablets mm, you can put in mm. and all this kind of stuff. But you know, eventually you get around it, and uh, you know, when uh, she goes on to solid foods, that thickens up and everything. But I remember bringing her to the dentist then a few years later, and the dentist said, uh, "Oh, she'd um, uh, she'd reflux as a baby, did she?" Like, yeah. How do you know? I well, can see it on the back of her teeth. Like what? Yeah. My from goodness. The, yeah. Stomach acid. Yeah. And this is before she had all her teeth. You know what I mean? Well before Jesus that. Jesus like. Christ. But uh, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, kids are complicated, but they're lovely. They're lovely. Don't, yeah. Listener, don't let, us, don't let us put you off if you want to have kids. You know, they're yeah. lovely. They're sound. You know, don't I was planned to have in a family until I heard these two dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I'm getting me a dog. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's funny, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, how the, the role of, of the father has changed, mm. you know, to... Mm. to uh, you know, years ago, you know, dad coming home from work, getting his dinner, heading out to the pub with his mates, stumbling home yeah. for a bit of how you horse and then mm. up for work next morning. Mm. Where did we go wrong? Where did we go fucking wrong? <laughs> fucking That's feminism. Fucking snowflakes. A bunch of us. They got the vote. That's what happened. <laughs> 
But uh, it's gas the way it's changed. And changes so quick. You know what I mean? Generation mm. to generation. You mm. know, and now it's like, it's nearly shared responsibility. In a sense, you know what I mean? That you, you try and do what you can do 50-50. But obviously, you know, you have your strengths. You know, you're better at this or you're better at that or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but the role has changed so much in the last number of years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I did it like I mean I always uh, you know I always pushed a buggy I always changed a nappy and you know I, I I did enjoy aspects of it but I don't think I ever got to fully enjoy being a father and I think that was born out of really not having a clue what to do yeah you know anything places to go or anything like that family days out that was that was never on me like that was always they're always their mom that said oh we'll go here or we we'll go there because we were just literally never brought anywhere. Never. Mm. You know, so even down to the park to kick a football around or anything like that, just, you know, that never happened. So, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, yeah. Where do you bring them? I don't know. That's, I don't know, the zoo. Yeah. You do the zoo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you can't do the zoo every day, you know? Yeah, exactly. You do yeah, then, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, did you find you had to mature quickly oh, when you God, became yeah. a dad? I think I, I mentioned it before. I think it was on the on, then. Sort of touched on it on the episode when when we had Andy on. Uh, like, I moved 20 minutes down the road, but I might as well have left the country. Like Yeah, yeah. Ceased, yeah. you know, ceased to exist, you know. And you're out of sight, you're out of mind, yeah. Oh, yeah, just Friends, on, we, were family, all, we were yeah. all out there. We were all yeah. out there last weekend. It's like, the fuck can you give me a shout? Like, I'm only, mm. only down the road. Um, but, like, it could have been, it could have been another world. I moved down to a place. I didn't know anyone. I got up. I went to work. I came home. I get up, I went to work, I came home. That that was it, like, you know, because I, I didn't know anyone, I had no friends down there, um, anything like that. Um, mm. And that, that was that was a very difficult uh, experience uh, for me on that side of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, but I was out of sync because I was a dad so young. And obviously, you know, when you were in your early 20s and everyone else was in their early 20s, you're off living it up, you're having yeah, yeah. all this, you're fucking going out getting shit faced. Mm. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't get to do that. Um, but on I the flip side, much interested in it anyway. And on the flip side, though, like you get to do it now while everyone ah, else is stuck at home with a fucking there child. But there's <laughs> the problem. There's yeah. exactly the problem because now it's reversed, and now they're not able to mm. go out and do the things you would all done. I would like to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, well, I still have James. Well, James, so obviously, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been absolutely out of sync. Mm. I like that when when you know I got myself into a position to be able to do that. No one else is available. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. You know, so it, it's a, that, that's been a very isolating experience. Yeah, of course it will be, yeah, yeah. Being, being so out of sync with, with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you play golf. Meet up with well, a bunch of elf fellas. Haven't played in a year and a half, but yeah, I'd like to, something I'd like to do, yeah. Um, but, uh, and I think I mentioned it before, actually. Um, one of the things I like to see, and I'd never discourage Cormac from doing, he has done it on a couple of occasions where he'll, pick up one of Quiva's dolls and pretend mm. to feed it or something or put the doll mm. in the buggy and, and, and walk it around and that. And I've often heard of, uh, you know, from people working in schools or crashes where they let little boys play with dolls. Mm. But, you know, as soon as they see the dad coming, they'll whip the doll off them really quick because the dad will come in, oh, what are you letting him play with the doll for? He's turning him gay. Mm. So, but I, I have no issue with it whatsoever because as you say, a lot of us do that role nowadays. We push buggies. Mm. Dad's push buggies. Mm. Dad's changed mm. nappies. The boys are just doing what they see their dads doing. So yeah. when they see you pushing a buggy, they'll also see you drilling the hole in the ball. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They'll also yeah. see you, you know, digging out the back garden and they'll want to do that as well. Mm. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, you know, and you're often mm. there, you know, as I said, you know, boys playing with all, oh, they're gay, you know, mm. they're gay mm. now. You know what I mean? No, they're not. They're copying mm. you if you're a, a modern dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. fantastic to see and I'd never, ever discourage it. Yeah, and it is a good thing to model for, for kids to, mm. you know, to be affectionate, to be... Show you love, know. yeah, yeah, totally. That's like, it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's true. Like you know, when you become a dad, you know you, you've got more responsibilities, mm. and yeah, you have to think for other people. You have to plan ahead. You know, that's that's a weird thing. Yeah? It that's is. Thing I always say to people is it's a fucking weird feeling to not be the most important thing in your life anymore. You know, you go from being the center of the universe within yourself to. Oh shit! There's something more important to me. Yeah, there's so somebody something else. I, yeah, I'm willing to kill and be killed over. Yeah, that's a very weird. That's a very weird feeling. Like, mm. but as well as that, like you can't let it. You can't let it consume you or become your life. I know people say, "Oh, my mm. child is my life. I do everything for him." That's not healthy, is it? No, no. And I, I'd, I'd say it to parents all the time: don't lose yourself. Yeah, don't lose you. The role of your your parental identity yeah when we, had, when we had lisa on around the allergies I, i'd made that point of, and she was like i lost myself you yeah know, she just became right, yeah. Yeah. caught up in being a mother and you know attending to to hallie's hallie's allergies and stuff like that mm. and i think a lot of people do get um do get caught up in that they just yeah. become mammy and, and daddy and the couple that fell in love get forgotten about and yeah the, the individual gets forgotten about mm. you know now it's like you know i remember the um the, the golf course I was I was a member of it, it's, it's closed down now since like and you know there was never a great social scene there or anything like that and you know the clubhouse was never jumping you know it was never and one one of the theories around it was well it was a kind of younger membership like you know kind of sub 50 kind of thing mm. who everyone had kids so I was like yeah right you go out for a game of fucking golf and you would be straight back home oh you're home after that you yeah. can go out you can go out there you can play at 8 o'clock you'll be back at 12 and then we're going off to the zoo yeah you know, there, there were men with men with families and yeah, yeah. You know, sitting around in the in the clubhouse for a few hours having a few pints like that, but that wasn't on the that wasn't on the agenda. Mm. And, and that, that's and that's you know, as I said, as we joke about the golf, it is a you know, that's that's four hours, like you know. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Three and a half if you're me, because I tend to like lose all my balls in the sixteenth hole, <laughs> and I once lost a shoe as well. So there you go. It's the only time I went golfing. <laughs> you lost a shoe. I lost a shoe. Yeah. How was that? I'll tell you another time. Anyway, yeah, right. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, as you say, it's um, it's something you can't uh, you can't let it consume you. You still have to be you. Like I, I've said mm. it to Laura before. Like I don't want the kids to kind of move out and then when they're old enough, then we look at each other and go, ah. It's yourself. Well, any crack, you know, yeah, haven't yeah. spoken to you in like 25 yeah. years. You know, yeah. you still need to be you. You still need to be the couple. Um, mm. But you, you do find out with people that they consume. It's, I, I see you know, some people at work and some people you meet at the, the sideline of the, the football pitch of a Saturday. It's like, oh, I bring the child here, then I bring them there, and then they do dance, and then they do art, and then I bring them off here to do football, to do hurling and blah, blah, mm. blah. Mm. And it's just constantly bringing them from place to place to place to place. Um, what do you do? You know. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> you know. Where, where's your time? You know. Where's your self care? Self care isn't selfish. It's looking after yourself. You know. 
but uh, that's important to remember. And I know, look, 90% of your conversations probably are around the kids. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, Getting course. the kids organized yeah, yeah, yeah. and what we do tomorrow and what we do for this and all. School has to be sorted all books and, you know, did we picked up at such a time to have an appointment? Fucking appointments, like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> appointments for this, appointments for that. And obviously, you just get a letter in going, what is this for now? You know, what's wrong with the child at this day? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just right, okay. So they could open the fridge and the magnet has gone, no! Because <laughs> there's a stack of Heaving appointments behind you. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a Statue of Liberty magnet on our fridge and it's just clinging to the fridge going, <laughs> Oh, Lady fucking Liberty wishes he was back being fucking battered <laughs> <laughs> by the sea and the wind outside New York. Yeah, much easier, much easier yeah, than my yeah. fridge. Yeah. But um, yeah, and of course, like sometimes it doesn't always work out uh, how you want mm-hmm. to, you know, in terms of relationships, you know, they don't work out. And it tends to be the dads that leave the household, doesn't it? Yeah. It tends to be the dads that have to make way. Tend to not have a, not have a say in it. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I I got a, I always joke, I got a do over, you know. I got James, you know, my the older kids are what, twenty four, twenty two, uh, sixteen, and James is five, like you know. Mm. And a lot changes in in those years, and I changed a lot. You know, I started studying when I started studying. I I did my masters, so you know, I I got to be. The father, I suppose, I, I wish I always was. And, and I spoke about it before, the guilt that I've carried for years, like absolute years mm. um, of, you know, the place I'm in and myself and the knowledge that I have now, um, the financial situation I find myself in now, I'm just in a better place Yeah. overall, you know, and, and I've, I've carried so much guilt over that, um, over the years as, as, as a father that, you know, I, I, I can give him something more now because, you know, I don't not working full time. I'm not struggling. I'm not trying to uh, pay my way through college. I don't have college mm. at the weekends and working during the week. And, you know, now I work during the week and I have James at the weekend and, you know, but just in a better position to be able to be able to do that. So, yeah, me, me and his mom broke up and, uh, I, you know, I've been kicking around in my head of how much detail I, I I can go into around this, but you know, I, I did have to go to court. I had, mm. I had to, I had to apply for access and stuff like that. And it's, it's a fucking horrendous, horrendous experience for any man to go into the Irish courts. You're going in two nil down, like. Yeah, my, my friend, my friend Dom said that to me. Uh, he said, "Al, he says, look, yeah, and he's a cop. Like he says, I'm telling you now. He says, he says you're going in there one nil down. I was like, well, what do you mean? He says, uh, he says you've got a pair of balls." Mm. you're a man going into family court so you know <laughs> the odds are already stacked against you mm. I remember I had I remember I had a client when I was doing my clinical placement I had a client and he had a couple of uh, he had a couple of kids from a couple of uh, different uh, different women really really nice guy but I remember him telling me like he was basically he was estranged from most of them and he was telling me about you know going into court and you know not getting access and stuff like that and you know, in my head, I'm going. You're not telling me the whole story here. You know why? Why didn't he get access? Like there has to be some sort of reason. Mm. Until I went in there myself, until I heard the stories of other male clients that I've worked with, and it's fucking shocking. Like you, you just can't imagine what it's like. I went in. You know, obviously at the time, I was doing my masters. My masters is in child and adolescent psychotherapy. 
I had all the research around, you know, the impact of fathers, the impact of the absence of fathers. I had all the research around attachment and had it all printed out. I had it all cited. I had, you know, bullet points, you know, had it all had it all there. My barrister was a was a woman. My ex, her barrister was a woman, the judge I uh, was a woman. And my barrister said to me, she goes, well, first of all, she said, well, what's your access at the minute? I said, well, I get them one night, one week, and I get them two nights the following week. She goes, oh, that's very good. I was like, what? Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very good. You'd be, you'd be hoping to get that, like, in here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, like, and I, and I showed her, I showed her and the solicitor uh, all the research. I got a judge won't read that. I was like, but this is the research. Like, this is this is the fact. They won't bother reading that. And I so, so one of the first one of the first things to know about um, uh, being a father in Ireland. So your legal rights, the legal rights you have when your child is born, is none. If you are an, un, an unmarried father, you have no automatic legal rights in respect of your child. Where is that from? Oh, this is just a law. This is the facts, man. Wow. Yeah, this this is a fact. Mm. You have no legal right. If you are an unmarried father, you have no legal right to your child in this country. How outdated is that? Yeah. Um, you know, you need to go to court then. I think they've, they've changed it in recent years that if you were cohabiting with the, with the mother 12 months before the breakup or something, or three months after, the, and, and 12 months after the child is born, then you're granted automatic guardianship. Okay. So guardianship is where you get to have a, a say in the child's school, medical care, choice of religion, uh, stuff like that, uh, passport, anything like that. Mm. Um, so you have to you have to go to court to apply for that. And access then is your you know you're getting to see your kid at the weekend or or anything like that. I had uh, you know I, I just want to be very careful in what, in what mm. I say. Like I'll only speak on on the facts of the situation, but. Um, Regardless of the situation in the breakup or anything like that, um, like I said, at one point it was one night, one week, and then two nights, and that was me, you know, fucking begging for a long time. Uh, I really, really wanted to avoid going to court. Mm. It, it was not something I wanted to do myself, and the older kids, their mom never did it. We sorted it out between ourselves every weekend, every second weekend as I got older and stuff like that. Everything was everything was sorted, mm. so I, and I don't like confrontation. You know, it's like doesn't I'm just like. Give me an easy life. Doesn't need to be this hard. We can work it out. We're adults. We we make mm. it work. And at one one point, I was I was due to have James. He's like no, no, you had him. You have him now every every second weekend. And I was like, you can't fucking do this. Like you can't. And I got on to my mates and some of my mates are coppers. Just like she can do it. You, you don't have a, you don't have a court order. I was like, what? She stop me. She's like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you do. You can, you're gonna have to go to court, um, and I couldn't believe it. Like, mm. could not fucking believe it that just at the whim, that could be changed, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Now, thankfully, I got it resolved. Um, James, his grandmother, she was a great mediator when when she was alive. She was really great, and things would have been a lot, lot worse. Now, this is going back five years. Like, things would have been a lot worse. Um, but like that, you know, I had no legal rights. There was nothing to say. When I had him, it was at and many every man will, and I've heard it so many times from male clients that 
you're just at the mercy mm. and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it you have no legal rights unless you go to court and you apply for guardianship yeah and that's what you do so I'm only I'm only speaking on, on my side of it so the, the other side of that was you know going into court with all the research all the all the facts the citations everything there and being told the judge won't read that so the first mm. the first day uh, I went into court uh, had to go uh, it got to the point where I was like I need I need to do this um, and I went in and court was adjourned I was coming up to I actually lost count of how many times I was in court it was five or six or something like that um, and the first time I went into court it was adjourned and it was coming up to Christmas so I went in I went in I didn't even get into court and I came out with less access than I had walking in so I went in with one night one week two nights the next week and because it was coming up to Christmas the barrister said to me, you're just going to have to take whatever they're going to give you because they don't have to give you anything so I was like fuck so I went into court and when I came I went in with one night and then two nights I came out with four hours, one night, and then two nights. So that was four hours on a Thursday or something like that. And I had to take it. I had to take it to ensure that I'd get to see him. Mm. Back in court again, adjourned again, back in court. And at this point, um, they had uh, her side had applied for something else and I shit fucking bricks I went down to my solicitors like what they say oh, don't worry about that he says that's just your go- you've applied for the access so they have to apply for something to, and then you know it goes well you drop that and we'll drop this and you do that and we'll do this mm. so I was like right okay fucking okay right uh, you know but I'd oh, the fucking sleepless nights like I'd be up in court and I'd get a, I'd get you know that you missed the postman kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. I had to go up and collect a register letter the fucking panic the absolute fucking panic every day that one of them came in the letterbox yeah uh, and trying to get up to the post office to collect it, knowing that it was going to be some other court order it was going to be another court date or it was going to be something else what was your what was your ultimate fear I was not being able to see him that's uh, and it's you, you know it, it's it's going in there knowing that the odds are stacked against you and there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do to change that mm. I went in there's one like I said I've lost I've lost track so they were, they were using something else as leverage that I dropped the appeal for guardianship um, and in the end I, I in the end that was something I had to do so um, when you say drop the appeal for guardianship, you so I was applying for guardianship. Custody. No, no, Is that's just guardianship, just to have a, a say in. Okay, sorry. You know all all the things that yourself and Laura mm. would talk about. You know where's he going to go to school? Who's a doctor? What religion is he going to be brought up? Yeah, you know, yeah, stuff like that, like simple um, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so ended up having to do that, um, and I'm I'm omitting things which are irrelevant, and I don't want to speak. I don't want mm. to speak ill. Of, I don't enough, want yeah. to speak speak ill of anyone um, because a lot a lot has changed over the years but you know you're sitting there in the court and you're listening to someone just flat out tell blatant lies about you I get up you get up you take the stand it probably worked against me to give you the bible to swear on I said I'm not a you know I'm not a 
uh, I'm not Catholic. I, I don't, you know. I said I don't. I don't need the Bible. I'll, I'll stick my hand on a on a book of the law or the Constitution, and I'll swear on that. And you know, I've no, I've no problem there. Um, but it's a horrendous experience because you know you're sitting there, and they're very cute. Obviously, barristers. This is what to do. Yeah. So this this is their job. Um, and of course, psychologically, I you know I seen through it all. Like, um, but you know you're sitting there, and <laughs> her barrister turns around. And she goes, you know, and you're doing you're doing a master's, Mister Clark. Is that right? I said, yeah. I said, and what's your master's in child and adolescent psychotherapy? So, well, I'd put it to you, Mister Clark, that you've only chosen to do that now because so you can better control James, you can better <laughs> control your child. Not, James is not, not better parent the child no, no, no but no. control Jesus yeah. Christ so I mean <laughs> I, how old how old is the child you try and I fucking control them this, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is basically what I said now the fucking the, the judge gave me a little fucking love slap for it um, and she said well I put it to you that you, you know so you can better control James and I said uh, I said do you have children and they're just like you don't get to ask her any questions I said I can only assume you don't have children if you think you can control a seven month old um, a two and a half month old yeah yeah you know a what one I mean? year old a fucking seven a three year old five year old <laughs> forget about it like. 20 year yeah. old yeah. forget about it yeah Jesus um, so this is this is the stuff you're, you know you're listening to and but it's very good in terms of well I put it to you and I said and I you know I said I was well able for it. I said well I said I said but you can put whatever you want to me but it's not going to make it true but by doing that you're just planting that seed you just plant that of seed course, in yeah. the judge's head like you know yeah um so I sat there. I got out. Of, I got out of the box, and I went down. And I'm his mom was was in the box then, and I'm sitting there, and the adrenaline was pumping. I was that fucking shook by it. The adrenaline was after, pumping yeah. that much. I couldn't write. I couldn't write legibly to write down all the lies that were being said. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was that. Uh, that was adjourned. I had to go back. I had to appeal something. Um, I went back and wanted to, you know so one one of the simple things we'll say uh, just just to kind of demonstrate what what you're up against so one of the simple things was a kind of uh, collection and a drop off so it had previously been well you know I pick them up you collect them kind of thing you know mm-hmm. th- that kind of thing or vice versa yeah a split then, the journey or something yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 so then it got to the point where it was no if you want to see them you pick them up and you can collect them mm-hmm. that was it like and I, I had no choice, like. Mm. Um, so brought this up. Barrister brought it up in court. Uh, so I wasn't long after the spinal surgery at the time, and um, kind of putting forward that I shouldn't be driving for any long periods of time. Um, so when put it forward that you know, well, you know, Mr. My, my Mr. Clark will collect from uh, from that location, and James and Ma'am can can pick up then for Mr. Clark's this kind of thing, mm-hmm. or, or a neutral point. Um, so it got to be the case that I had to pick him up from Dublin but the judge said that it was too far for her to drive to Kildare to collect him but not too far for you to drive yeah mm. <laughs> that's just you know that's just a simple demonstration yeah. of the stuff we wrote so it was like well Nace so I have to drive to I have to drive to Nace and yeah to, and he's and he's collected from there. So just a simple little thing like that. Like. Yeah. Um, and, and this I, all comes down to a judge who could be having a bad day. That's in that's the fucking infuriating thing. Mm. It comes and who might like the look of you. 
Mike Barrett turned around to me. She goes, and there was like some of the things that and that were initially awarded. She's like, Alan, I think that judge, I think she just didn't like you. I was mm. like, well, how does that fucking, how does that factor into anything? Like, yeah, how yeah. can it not just be the case of, here's the thing, here's here's what you have. You got this in place. Do you have a home? Do you have a job? Or you know, is there any have you any criminal convictions? Have you got this? Have you got that? Have you got mm-hmm. that? Have you got, yeah, have that. Grand. You can have access to your child. Yeah, none of that matters. And I remember even hearing that there was. One judge that they were all, uh, they all avoided going up against uh, before lunch because he'd be hungry. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> so everyone, everyone tried to get in after lunch after because yeah. he, he was in better form after lunch. Horrendous, isn't that? You know, and that's that's shocking. That's yeah. you know, yeah. To 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 go through that experience is fucking horrendous. It's like I was doing a masters at the time. I wasn't sleeping. I was. Oh, just that fear when when you get those letters in the door, and you know, mm. and you're sitting there, and lies are being told about you, and oh, it's fucking well, probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah, like. can only imagine. You know, your your life is been in the balance of somebody who's fucking mm. angry. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, yeah, or, like and all, said, all the time like I'm there, you. like. How How is this in the fucking best interest of the child? Mm, how yeah. is this what's best for, for that for that baby? Like, mm. It's, oh, it's just, it's infuriating. Like, and that doesn't, that doesn't factor into it. Like, yeah. It just, it just comes down to one judge. Because, and, and I'd hear, like, and I'd heard, you know, girls I knew when I was asking them for their advice, they'd had to go to court, friends of mine. And they're like, oh, that fucking deadbeater, he fucking rocks up here once a month and the judges after giving him more access. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I did. I did. I did get in front of. Um, I got in front of one male client or one male judge uh, for an hour, not even an hour, for a few minutes, and her barrister was very, very good. She knew this lad wasn't going to. He wasn't. He was. He was being fair. He was being absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. They they were holding the guardianship. They would only grant guardianship on condition of something else, and. Um, the judge turned around and he fucking scolded. He scolded our barrister and he said, "Like, you of all people should know, you're not a guardian on condition. You're a guardian or you're not." Mm, very good. And and you could see her kind of getting rattled. They broke for lunch and she refused to go back in after lunch, which was very good. It was great on her part. Mm-hmm. She was looking. She was looking after her client. But and then we got in front of that that other judge and um, that's. That's that's what it was up against. Right. Okay. Jesus Christ. So you're you're playing a game of poker, effectively, or a oh, game yeah, of chess. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's not about the law. It's not no. About the law. No. There's, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's uh. No. It is horrific. And I remember the um. Uh, do you remember that occasion where uh, the guy dressed up as Batman? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Or was it London? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Look for father's rights and everything. But you know, you're obviously in a position which you know. What will drive somebody to that? Oh Jesus Christ! I've seen it. I mm. claimed recently, and he was married. He was married, and uh, she took the kids, and he was two years trying to get to court. Wow! And in that time, he'd never had an overnight. Mm. <laughs> and because they hadn't got to court, he couldn't. He'd no way of. Mm. He'd no way of doing it. It's it's horrendous, and the impact, and you know the amount of you know fathers that take their own lives they just can't take it anymore yeah and it, it's, it's down to horrendous. you know somebody bad breakups and um, they know where to hurt you you know oh yeah well my 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 saying after it was you know you'll 
you'll see it person's true colors when they can use a child as a weapon mm, absolutely yeah. but then again you know who's benefiting from this tell you who's benefiting the barrister the judge oh that's it's how much conflict. did that cost do you mind me asking is that expensive uh, uh, I wasn't you too know. bad I remember uh, I, uh, I had a tutor in college who was giving examples and we were all like he's talking about himself um, and, <laughs> and myself and myself and him had chatted about it privately uh, I I think this person uh, had ran up about 40 grand in legal fees and court fees trying to trying to get access Jesus and stuff like that it is. It's. It's. It's not Forty a cheap. Grand. It's not a cheap yeah. road to go down. No, like it, that's it. They're when, the only people to win when the cards are stacked against you. Yeah, and it is not in. It's not in a barrister's. It's not in their best interest for everything to be amicable. No, they of course make not. money off conflict. Yep, every letter they write, they're going to charge you for that. Yeah. Every appearance. Um, yeah. And it's all grand. Oh, but should we just go back? We'll appeal that. Yeah, you appeal it, and again, they're sure. Yeah. 600 or talk to the secretary on the way out the yeah. day, that's know, it them, yeah. for them to yeah. be there you go into court the court's adjourned yeah. tough shit you're still paying for that day horrific you know? yeah and you know while all this is happening the kids are probably wondering oh well daddy's not arsed you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and all the time you know you're scrambling trying to get access um, mm. and it's it's the kids who feel it the worst yeah, you know, and look, and all the research—I mean, all the research is there around uh, the presence of fathers, and all the research is there around uh, the absence of fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the, the long term uh, effects on that, um, and it's all it's it's all there. It's all <laughs> the of research to, and the literature uh, speaks for itself. Mm. Um, the absence of fathers, and again, this was this was all the research I was going into court with. Mm. Didn't make a fucking difference, but uh, didn't give a damn. Yeah, didn't didn't matter. You know, the the children have better emotional security. You, you know, they're better physical health, less behave. There's more. Be- this is so with the absence of with the absence of fathers, behavioral problems, mm. um, difficulty in social settings, uh, less likely to go to school, poor academic performance, delinquency, uh, youth crime, violent crime promiscuity in teen pregnancy uh, in women drug and alcohol abuse homelessness mm-hmm. uh, exploitation and abuse abuse and emotional maltreatment physical health problems mental health disorders um, and this is all just yeah. backed up you know this is all just backed up with you know with you research. have you have to look at it as well from a, a relationship point of view where when that child grows up they think oh this is what I'm going to do Go to get married, have kids, then we'll probably split up and then we'll argue or we won't talk to each other or, you know what I mean? This is this is what they're looking up to. You know, the you take it from the top, as they say. And uh, it has to affect their relationship. You know, again, mm. nobody mm. wins except no. the barristers, the taxman. No. Um, and the and only it is, thing to consider is the child. That's the mm. only fucking thing that's important. And that's why, you know, I swallowed so many shit sandwiches and everyone's like I oh, should do this should do that it's like, it's yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's about him it's about James yeah it's the only thing that and you do and I, I think you know funny enough we probably dads probably do make a lot of sacrifice in general mm. you know if, if it's a case that um, you know you often see that uh, mothers will work maybe part time or three day mm. a week or job mm. sharing or whatever mm. it's never really the dads is it no the dads still have to be the ones out there working full time and oh that's yeah huge pressure bringing home uh, the bacon 
Yeah, like, yeah, and I and I was I was in that position uh, with with the older kids. You know, I was the one that was working, and you know, you're afraid to have a sick day, or you know, because you're down money, and it's you mm. know, the financial pressure of being the the brain. And every parent, every every working parent knows that. Like, um, and it's it's extremely it's extremely difficult to mm. be in that position. The other the other side of that then is you know the kind of newer phenomenon uh, is the the stay at home father. Mm. And what that's like and the impact that that has, um, you know, feeling uh, feeling less of a man, quotation marks, yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's women's work, all this mm. kind of thing. And then, you know, you flip it uh, as well when you women being judged by other women because, oh, you let your husband mind the kids. All right. OK. Mm. Oh, what's, what's something wrong with you? Is it postnatal, mm. or you, you know, or is yeah, there something yeah, up there? Yeah, yeah. You know, or oh, you must be a a career woman, or something like that. You know, this this judgment around decisions to do that. You know what I mean? It's mm. uh, it's horrific. Again, societal pressure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you ever watch Motherhood? Actually, uh, it's a comedy on BBC. Um. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. It's I forget. There's actors in it that I don't know the name of. Do you not know them? No. There's a fucking surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very good. And it, it, one of the characters is um, uh, is a, like a, a stay-at-home dad, and mm. he's just you know he he's always going around with the big bag, the changing bag, yeah, and, yeah, you know yeah. the uh, the burpin cloth <laughs> over the shoulder and everything, yeah. and he sit down having tea with the women, you know. Yeah. Gas, but um, yeah, it's true, and it's great to see, great to see more of. Mm. men taking on the responsibility and I, I remember uh, when I went to uh, after James was born uh, uh, myself and his mum were together at the time and bring her down to a breastfeeding club or something like that or as a parent in club or something like that uh, I was the only man and you know I was like oh it's, well it's kind of it's breastfeeding and I was like okay well I'll leave them will I <laughs> Um, Dude, you were down there to see boobs. No, I didn't, <laughs> didn't know that. That's that's what it was. But it was like, I'm joking. You know, but I, I was the only fa- I was the only male there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's it. Like you, you do more things together. You know, especially your prenatal classes and all that kind of mm. stuff. Your antenatal mm. and. Um. But I remember actually for, uh, I think Laura had like six week course for uh, antenatal. Mm. Uh, when Quiva was before Quiva was born but I remember she was saying it was like the biggest waste of time but the dads were only allowed in for the last two weeks <laughs> for some reason dads yeah. were banned from going there yeah. you know whatever bizarre reason they had behind mm. that but uh, yeah there you go but um, yeah oh look it's a tough job but somebody has to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> But we do, you know, like we do make sacrifices as dads and that as well. And, you know, you have to. And even, you know, you find yourself kind of giving up their moments as mm. well or the big moments so the mm. mom can enjoy them as opposed to the dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah. only there's only one parent allowed into this. OK, well, look, ma'am, you go do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Situations like that. Had kids it, plays or something than, like that. Or James, James's first day of school. Obviously, mm. it was under it was under lockdown. And, you know, I walked him to the gate. There was only one parent allowed in. His mum went in. Yeah, yeah. In his classroom, sat with him in his classroom. You know, you do, you do miss out on those experiences. You do, yeah, yeah. One, one of the common things I would see with a lot of men is, you know, that's, well, I'm working for you. I'm fucking working to keep a roof over your heads. I'm yeah, working yeah. so you can have the kind of nice things. And I think that is that, that 
that old mentality of the, the breadwinner, the provider. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, Jesus, I, I fell victim to it myself. As I said, I wasn't wasn't working for a while after Cameron. I was uh, after Cameron was when Cameron was a baby, and um, you know it does. And Jesus, the fucking you feel like less of a man. You feel like you're no good. You feel like you're not providing anything. You, um, you know, it was uh, it's that stuff mm-hmm. that really gets in on you. But the other side of it is like, well, I'm working all these hours for you, and I'm going to try and do this and give that to you. And I remember saying to a few clients, "Well, have they asked you for that? Have you asked them? Is that what they want? Mm. Do they want you gone twelve hours a day? Do they want you working at the? Oh no, if you ask the kids, will I give up work and stay at home with you all the time? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. You know. Um, not possible and win the lotto, unfortunately, but you know, um, but yeah, of course, it would, they'd love it, mm. absolutely. Um, but again, like you know, as a dad, you get to you get to play the silly role as well, you get to have a bit of crack, and mm. you know, even just today, as I was saying, you were dropping Quiv off and she was spending 45 minutes in her new big school. Mm. Um, I was messing with her outside, and she said, uh, Daddy, don't you be sticking your tongue out of people. And I went, well, look, I can stick my tongue out of people and they won't be able to see because I have a mask on. Watch this, <laughs> you know. And uh, she came out to me, she says, uh, Daddy, I told my teacher on you that you were sticking your tongue out of people. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what did your teacher Snitches say? Snitches catch stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, kid. <laughs> Meet around the back of the playground now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Row, but, uh, row, dirty row, row, row. <laughs> she said, uh, so what, 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 did your, what did your teacher say? My teacher said, I must have a silly daddy. And I said, what did you say? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you get to be the silly daddy and the, yeah, the bit of crack. Yeah, you play. And that's, yeah. that's, that was traditionally the role of, you know, where where the mother was perhaps the nurturer. The father was the playmate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you come in from work and you get down and you play with the kids for a while there. And you get down on the floor with them. And, you know, traditionally, uh, that was very accurate. yeah. You know, and that rough housing and the rough play that you know with the father and stuff like that—that's like, all good. That's 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 needed for for children. And of course, the mother's like, "Oh Jesus, don't be fucking throwing him up so high!" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, he's grand. yeah. Don't worry, yeah. he's fine. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all right. He'll come down in a minute. He'll be <laughs> <laughs> Look at the fucking air miles he's after getting to that there now. <laughs> Michael O'Leary's after charging for fucking carry-on luggage. <laughs> Um, yeah, like even before we recorded the podcast, Quiva was going to bed, and I was pretending to, um, I was pretending to, to kind of go up the stairs quicker than her, you know. And she was shouting, mm. "Daddy, don't do that, Lord God, stop! Carving's asleep. Stop it! Stop it! You stop it! You stop it!" You know. But you, you nearly find yourself as a dad being one of the kids. You know, oh, yeah, you're, you're sitting there, kind of sheepishly going. Oh, oh, I'm in trouble now as well. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, having James at all every night. Like even there, every night going up to bed, it's a race. He's like, "I'm going to win," and he takes off, and we're fucking oh, yeah, yeah. running up the stairs, and it's like, "Okay," and then he goes to the toilet, and then it's going to be, "Okay, who's the first one onto the bed?" And you know, that's, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's the things you do get to be. Get but to they're be and it, that, they're like, the grey crack. Like we we went to Woody's to get. <laughs> I went to Woody's to get play sand for the kids for the sand table. I brought them <laughs> with me. And um, they found a dog section in Woody's. Woody's had like an animal yeah, section. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they found a rubber chicken and they thought this was the funniest thing the in the world. Yeah. A big, 
rubber chicken and I swear to god <laughs> yeah. they were in a hoop laughing at it squeezing all these rubber chickens you know what yeah. I mean but there you can, you can be a bit of a kid as well you know what yeah. I mean and you yeah, can and set up all these rubber thing. chickens and yeah. you know that was actually that's, I think that was one of the things I always enjoyed with um, with the kids and from my own perspective you know I've touched on it before childhood was not very fun um, mm. you know you weren't you didn't get to be silly or anything like that and, you know, all of the kids, I think, have, have given me that opportunity to have the crack and to be, yeah, get to yeah. be a bit of a kid, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think as men, we're, you know, we, we need to tap into that part. We need to tap into that inner child and, you know, getting to be a child and yeah. giving ourselves permission to be a child. Oh, yeah. Like, when was the last time you picked up, like, a toy car or something and spun it around the table like, watch this and slow motion jump over things and then back down again, you know. Crash, crash. Look, see this. Can't see anything, man. You need to turn a fucking light on. I'm got all dark here, yeah. I can't see shit. This is great crack. This is like a two-toot rally set. You know, it's like um, these cars you put in different positions and they uh, they make different noises and they race against each other and everything. They're brilliant. Mm. It's for two plus, but I get a bit of crack out of myself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like it, sometimes you can just kind of roll around with them as well and play games and their mm. imagination would be amazing as well. And you oh, kind of go, brilliant. wow. Yeah. And you lose that imagination when you get older, obviously. But yeah. you do have a chance to kind of get stuck in with them as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And play I had, games I I had it there this evening. I was putting, I was putting together some shelves in James's room. I was like, "Oh, you can come on up and help me." And I, he never fucking helps. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he plays with his toys. Like, and I like seeing him that. And you know, he's not on, he's not on the screens or anything like that. Um, and you know, he's there. Oh yeah, go jump in there. Oh, oh no, don't do that to me. Oh yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, what are you playing? Oh, I don't know. What, what's the name of your game you're playing? Oh, it doesn't have a name. I was like, oh, right, right. Yeah, who names a game, lad? Jump Come on. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. No, no. Don't let me in. No, don't shoot me. No, I'm with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. Like, oh, it lovely. is. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely, lovely to hear it. That's like, the you know. best cartoon in the world yeah. in their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's brilliant, like, to tap into that imagination. Like. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that's it. And look, as well, I find as well that... Um, with the kids, especially with Cormac, like Cormac's a real man's man, you know. Mm, mm. And uh, as soon as you take out the drill or whatever, Daddy, what are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing? <laughs> said, oh, even just the other day, I was putting up an outside tap and said, I'm going to put a tap outside. Come on, come out with me. And of course, he would leave me side. And as soon as oh, you put whoa. the drill down and you turn around for something else, you hear, not touch that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the James has the fucking total opposite, like. <laughs> Bored. Bored. <laughs> oh, Jesus Yeah, no, that's Quiva, all right. Yeah. He's like, oh, the noise. He sees the drill and he covers his ears. Yeah. yeah. He's, no, he's no good on that side. But, you know, you can kind of get them involved in your world a little bit. Like, even uh, uh, the Euros are on now at the moment. Mm. And um, it's Cormac's turn to watch a little bit of telly or pick what we watched mm. before. And he's big into Spider-Man now and Batman and all oh, this kind brilliant. of stuff. And the Hulk. He's a yeah. Hulk jumper on it. He loves it. Like, these little <laughs> padded muscles. And he just loves them. You know what I mean? On the yeah. jumper. But I said to him, uh, what do you want to watch? And I'll wind them up. And I said, uh, will we watch football? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, brilliant. <laughs> click on, click on Euros. Brilliant. Oh, it's only five there's minutes that, left. There's that twenty. Yeah. I promise you. Don't tell your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, isn't it, isn't it strange how to just get into the real boyish things, though, isn't it? Yeah, they kind of branch off, and the girl, yeah, you know, the yeah. queen was obviously dolls and makeup, not yeah. makeup, but pretending and yeah. you know dressing them, looking after them, playing school, and all this kind of stuff. While Cormac mm-hmm. comes along, like kicks one of them in the head, and that's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so strange. It's, yeah, it's just that, and I'd even see with James, like I don't like, I don't think it's too bad, but they didn't like, you know, don't like girls, don't like girl singers, I want to play with the boys. You know, just yeah, gravitate yeah, yeah. toward those kind of things. Yeah, the, the boys and the boys Spider-Mans and, and all of yeah, that. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Like, it, it is, it's it's an incredible experience, you know, mm. being a dad. And you'll always be a dad, you know, no matter no matter what, you know. Mm. You'll always be a dad. You'll always be keeping your eye out for the kids. And then, of course, you're a granddad as well. So that's an extra responsibility on your shoulders. It all it all comes with, yeah, it all yeah. comes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's, I think for, um, I think with a lot of, I was thinking, well, I'd see with a lot of clients uh, with kids and to see how their parents change with the grandkids. Yeah. Like, oh, you fucking had the ability to be loving and caring, did you? It's true, like, yeah, right. yeah. Fuck, right, right. I never got any of that. But I think as people mellow and, you know, the age yeah. and the mellow and And again, like that. but that's, you that's learn. very difficult for a lot of clients. I've seen that so often, seeing how the, the, the grandparents react to um, to the grandkids in ways that they never, they never treated yeah. th- their own kids. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's extremely um, difficult. Yeah, you know, it could be a number of things. Could be look as you say, you mellow out. You could be in a better position, you know. Yeah. Psychologically yeah. than yeah, you were before, change. and yeah. uh, and again, you can hand them back. You know, you don't have to look after yeah. these. You know. You, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when um, uh, Quiva's uncle and her auntie call around, they wind the kids up, but they love the they kids to off. bits. But that's <laughs> it, and the kids love them to bits, like you know. And yeah, that's yeah. it, and they just wind them up, and as soon as they leave, it's like ah, tired. Mm. Hungry Thursday, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know? yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, and that's it. And it's the same with grandparents, you know. They can, and I've heard of I've heard of people saying that before, where you know the dad was the typical dad, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh you know, yeah, the yeah. rough, tough, you know. Don't talk yeah. to me. And mm. as soon as it became a grandparent, it just melt. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm. Um. But, and I think, uh, you know, yeah, but it's, and that's, I mean, that's a good thing. And, you know, one of the things I learned, and like, like I said, I was, I, I kind of, uh, I mimicked what I saw, but I was also put in that position as well uh, of, you know, talk to them fucking kids. You know, you, 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 you had to be the bad guy. You make one fucking talk to them now. I'm not, you know, this, this sort of stuff. You like, do, because you can't, yeah. you can't always be the one bad guy. You know, yeah, you, that's, you, that's that's not a nice experience either. Like, you know, you don't want to be that guy. You know, I I would have I think I mentioned on one of the other podcasts. You know, you don't want your kid to fear you. Like, no, you know, it's it's you know, do not want your kid to love you. Do not want your kid to, um, you know, look forward to you to to not be afraid of you. Mm. Um, and I think, but I think a lot for a lot of men, the, they don't know that that role is okay. Because it's been thrust upon them. You're the disciplinarian. You're the father. You know, I'm sure you had as well. Fucking wait till your father comes home. Just going to say, wait till your father, father gets home. As soon as he gets yeah. in now. Yeah. 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 And, I, and that was that was used against me, my, you know, my entire childhood. And the fucking fear and the, and the panic of, and my mother colluded with it as well, of, is she going to tell him? Am I going to get fucking yeah, yeah. battered? Is, you know, what's, 
Oh well, yeah, you're, you know, you're waiting you're, for the, fucking, yeah, the anticipation. The yeah, you know, he doesn't yeah. go back from work for another six hours. Oh yeah. shit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horrible, horrible yeah. feeling. Yeah. But you know, you can be in a position then as well when your dad comes home from work and he's tired and he just looks, you go, you sorry for what you did? Yeah, you going to do it again? No, go on. Yeah. Yes. Say, yeah. Sorry to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, I'm going to turn on the light. Oh, there you go. There we go. Now, shed some light on the situation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, it's true. You know, the disciplinarian side as well. You know, with you, with your dad gets home, mm. and uh, and you do like but discipline, as you said before, doesn't have to be whack. Doesn't yeah. have to be kick. Yeah. yeah, you know, like some psychopaths do. Or okay, mm. look, it was done to them as well, and that's all. Oh, they know. that's the one. No. But well, you give know. me your fucking. I got a few slaps. Never did me any. Never harm. did me any harm. Yeah, look if you me. haven't. Yeah, yeah. Have you I looked think. at you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're going around saying it's okay to hit a child, then you know I turned out all right. No, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you're talking you about beating a fucking yeah. child. Mm. Yeah, yeah. True yeah. indeed. Yeah. No, discipline can be could be anything from right. Well, you mm. see this, you're not you're not getting this toy for yeah, the rest no, of the day. No, PlayStation, you know, or no PlayStation, no YouTube, yeah, no tablet, or anything. Yeah, anything like that. You know, that's mm. that's what it gets to be. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we promise you a treat. Well, look, you're not getting it now because you are yeah. very naughty. Or oh, you but that's why they're so. all fucking snowflakes now because they didn't get fucking bet when they were kids. Didn't get bet. It's the fucking thing. Oh, you want to see the stuff I read in some yeah. of the single dad groups, like. Oh, it's fucking infuriating. In, have you ever had a dog with puppies? Mm, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I don't, I don't know, but go on. <laughs> you, you've never seen the mother or the father or the pups beating the living daylights out the fucking out of shit out of Yes, or you yeah. never see it in yeah. the animal kingdom, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you never yeah. see that. Jesus, that's a great you point. Yeah. Uh, are we the only ones who do it? Yeah, I would say so. Mm. I mean... You know, you'd, you'd see them roughhousing and, you know, stuff like that. But that's... That's playful stuff. To find, yeah, to find yeah. a limit. You know, when you, push, when you, push you, a boundary. Yeah, yeah. Actually, look, I used to do the same with my dad as well. Um, of a Friday, uh, mother and the two sisters used to go to the, an equestrian centre in Mullingar and uh, used to be in events and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Self, me dad, stay at home. As soon as they were gone, two of us down on the ground wrestle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Him down on his knees, me standing up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, wrestle. And of course, he showed me moves as well. And we're like, well, look, you know, what if somebody did this and got you in a headlock? So, right, this is what you do. You know what I mean? Mm, you go, mm. I'm going to try that in school on Monday. I just hope somebody gets me in a headlock, you know? <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and you, you kind of, you know, you kind of you, you passed on on as well. Mm. You know, you want to you know, kind of not toughen them up, but you know, you like that you're roughhousing every yeah, so often. Yeah. The little the little tumps get harder, or the mm. kicks get harder. You know what I mean? Just to <laughs> not to not to hit them or kick them or anything, but yeah, or injure them just to kind of you know, toughen them up. Come on, well, yeah, yeah, I hit yeah. you, you hit me back. Yeah, That's it. I broke your nose. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> With blood gushing down your face and fucking tears in your eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you. We we're always told that if somebody hits you, you go back and you hit them twice as hard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're like, wow, <laughs> I've been given permission to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as I said, it's a tough job. Somebody has to do it. It is. Yeah, he's to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As promised, there's a few changes happening on the podcast again. Because uh, <laughs> the only thing constant around here is change. 
well, that and Alan, who doesn't like change. Hence the reason he's still here. <laughs> I'm autistic. He's the only one who doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a new co-presenter joining us, Cameron Clark, a.k.a. Cammy, a.k.a. Alan's young fella. Welcome First back to the podcast, there. my young man. Thanks very much, lads. I'm glad very to be back man. here. Uh, so if you heard the, the earlier episode on, uh, what was it, The Social... The Social, social Dilemma, social, wasn't it? The Social Dilemma, that's mm. it. You heard Cammy on that. It was a brilliant episode. Uh, Cammy, you're looking forward to getting stuck in. I am. It feels a bit like the um, Friends reunion here, except not shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't really enjoy Friends in general. Oh, but oh, I think, think they're, they're very heavily carried by their laugh track. Well, true, yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that, though. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you watch Friends without the laugh track on, on YouTube and the Big Bang Theory and all that. And, yeah, you may have a point, but and in fairness, it changed the face of comedy, though, didn't it? Yeah, I just, I think it just didn't age well. I think that's its yeah, biggest problem. Didn't. But do we get the Matt LeBlanc or Fat LeBlanc memes oh, as an Irish uncle, brilliant. Irish daddy? I love brilliant. it. Apparently yeah, yeah. he's seen them and he loves them. Oh, he loved them, them yeah. yeah. It was a Stephen Mangan. <laughs> uh, Stephen Mangan, the English the English actor. He worked with him on um, episodes or whatever that oh, was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Episodes. yeah, that was good. That was, ver- that that was, was very Matt good. Matt LeBlanc playing Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc, yeah. Well, yeah. kind of the media portrayal of Matt <laughs> yeah. LeBlanc. It was fantastic. Very yeah. good, yeah. Really enjoyed that. Um, and what you call Tamsin Gregg was in it as well. She's very good, yeah. She's excellent, absolutely. Um, but anyways, uh, Cameron, you're, getting, you're looking forward to getting stuck in anyways. Never mind friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a flavour of what to expect, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Going off on a tangent. Um... But giving you know, obviously, yeah, giving out, yeah, <laughs> smiling, riling, the usual. So you know, um, we're talking fatherhood on the the podcast. So come on, lift the lid on Alan. What kind of a dad is he? Because we already established in the earlier episode, he's not the cool dad he makes himself <laughs> out to be, is he? <laughs> well, he's not awful. Like he's just not as cool <laughs> as he is. There's a ringing, <laughs> there's a fucking ringing endorsement, isn't it? He's not I, awful. What sort of father was he? Were you or are you? No, I think I've changed. I think I'd like to I think, mean, I've I think changed. you're still, you know, you're still my father, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> the, the, um, the looks are a bit of a giveaway, so I don't think I can deny Yeah, I think everyone anyway. says that. I'm just a spitting image of you. Yeah. Can't deny you. My, um, my mother's appearance doesn't really mix in with mine. No. Well, you've, well, you're about twice the height of her, so that wouldn't be fucking... <laughs> in fairness, I'm a bit taller than you as well. Uh, yeah, what are you, six man? I'm six four. Six four. I'm five ten, so I'm sorry. You I got the two inches where it counts, baby. <laughs> well, that's it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you can slag someone off and go, ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And you can literally ask your mother. Cameron, are you, are you sure you want to do this podcast? Like, are, know, have I'm you thought about this? Thought. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought it was coming on here. I thought it was just going to be me and you. I was I was ready for this. I, th- I think we'll get rid of Alan. What do you think? Jesus yeah, Christ. I, th- I think yeah. me and you need to take over. You need some younger blood on here. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Um, but speaking of embarrassment, was, was Alan ever the dad that embarrassed you when you're out with your mates or anything like that? Or? your mates called over to the house no no he, he that, that wasn't the kind of father he was um, he's not really the embarrassing type like he might not be the coolest in the world but he's um, a bit cooler than 
I think most most fathers would be just to the point where he knows not to embarrass me. No, because uh, mm. I have a mother who excelled at that, yeah. <laughs> and I swore never to pass that on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the job, though, as a dad, to just a, a little bit of embarrassment, little you know, bit, a little yeah. bit of a yeah. making a show. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. else? What else was I like? Um, you can be worried, like. Yeah, I like. I, I like to think yeah. I've changed. I got a do over with with, uh, <laughs> with James. I learned a lot in all those years in between. Do you learn a lot from every child, though? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you learn nothing, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. It's simple as. Well, I think. You and I are fairly similar in most ways, even when it comes yeah, to like music really, yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. If anything, I think I'm just a reflection of your fathering ability. And I, mean, I think I'm deadly. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I must have been fairly deadly. You're not not the worst anyway. So so that wasn't bad. Confidence runs in the family. It's good to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is genuine, though. <laughs> I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> Um, but that's it you made a good, good point there Carmen like you're always a reflection of your, your parents to a certain extent aren't yeah. you you know because you you know as a dad I often think what would my dad do or what would my mother do this situation you know because you are you're a product of their parenting abilities and you kind of take the good things and you go right well look I think that works and that works so mm-hmm. we're going to do this you know yeah I think I took the um, best parts from both of my parents and left out all the shit parts so um, my dad's lack of athleticism, I, I left that at the door. <laughs> well, don't fucking my, say you got it from your ma. <laughs> my mother's inability to grow, I, I threw that away too. That's good. That's good. So I'm kind of just, um, you can you can consider my parents betas and I'm the, the alpha of the family now. <laughs> Jesus, when God was handing out DNA, Cameron was picking all the good shit. Sleeping problems at me. He knew I'd be too powerful if I could sleep eight hours a night. Yeah. So he said, fuck you, you, you get three hours and you, you got to work with it. You got to do what I've, what I've done. I get the sleep mask, I'll give you some of the earplugs that make a difference. You might need to change my work schedule as well. Oh, well, that too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about the dad jokes, because you do dad jokes. I bet you do. Not as much as his brother. Oh, Nicky's the, Nicky's okay. the dad jokes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicky, Even Nicky, before having Aria, Nicky was the dad yeah. jokes king. Yeah. Nicky, Nicky has been preparing to be a dad his whole life. Yeah. Uh-huh. But to be fair, I was Nicky's older brother, so, you know, yeah. I, I passed it on, I passed on the mantle. Yeah. Mm. No, he, he's definitely not as bad with the dad jokes. Mm. Yeah. Well, what, what, you're obviously the... friends on Facebook, so you see the amount of times he shared dad jokes on Facebook. Yeah, so much so... <laughs> I, yeah, so, yeah. so I followed the page that he shared because it was fucking hilarious. Dad jokes. I'm not on Facebook, so I. You see, I'm not. I'm not 45, so I've actually. I'm actually not on Facebook, um, so I don't get to see any of that. No, it's Snapchat, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, we'll forward it on to you, Cammy. It's fine. Okay, we'll screenshot that's, that's Facebook. That's, that's and send exactly it on to what you. I want to see. Okay, I can't wait to wake up to four emails every morning of some dad joke I've probably seen on Twitter four weeks beforehand. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Little bollocks. <laughs> Tall bollocks, whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look, as as we were saying, you know, we're we're appreciating the daddies because uh, Father's Day was last Sunday. And um, looking back now as an adult, has that changed? Like your perspective changed? 
Um, not really. Like I've kind of known it's just kind of shit being a parent, especially when you've only got one good child. <laughs> it can make it. It can make it difficult. <laughs> Oh, we have we have to send this to Adina. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. She, she's okay. She's, she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, like that that must be kind of tough. <laughs> and um, like, there's not much work to be done with me. Like from a parent point of view, I'm I'm very independent. That's true. You really are. Yeah. yeah. So is that something? Do you think that's something I've instilled in you? I've always tried to um, um, instill those qualities in you. I would think it's more just, well, I don't know. I think it's your fault. I don't like taking money from people and I don't like taking help from people, mm. which I blame you for. Why? Because now I, I don't like asking for help anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm too independent to do it. Um, so I think that's your fault. How so? Well, I got it from someone. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would be. Uh, you know, I do have to hold my hand up to that. Yeah. Um, I it's mean, a stubbornness, isn't it? It's not I, I always the healthiest. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it's pure stubbornness or yeah. pride. I'm a very proud person. Well, that mm. that is that is 100% something I've always instilled in you. I, I said it, um, I think I said it recently that I struggle with pride as a concept. You know, that I don't need reasons to be to be proud of you, you know, whether it's college or anything like that. You know, the first thing I'll always say to you is you should be very proud of yourself because I'm proud of you all the time. Like I don't I don't need it to be conditional. Just because you did this, mm-hmm. that I'm proud of you. Just because you did that, that I'm proud of you. Proud of you all the time, and you know, hopefully that that pride that I try to instill is that's where this confidence is coming from. Yeah, it's left me with a bit of a god complex. <laughs> 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 Fucked up there, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Better than the other way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah true indeed. No, do, do you know what the biggest change has been for you? I think when when you started working in the pub, that's that really boosted your confidence. Turn me into an arsehole. <laughs> well, you're dealing with drunk arseholes all the time. I, so. used, I used to be a nice kid. You really were. <laughs> <laughs> it toughened you up a bit, Cameron, did it? It hardened you I, a bit. I don't even know if it toughened me up. It turned me into a bit of a prick. <laughs> the staff wouldn't know that, or the customers wouldn't know that, though. Was it a rough pub? Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, he's up in Cunningham's there. Up in the Hamptons. <laughs> It wasn't that pub we played a gig in before where there was yeah. blood on the, the wall of the toilet. No, I think what? it was, yeah. it was either yeah. Top Nolan's or Lil's. Ah, uh, Top's. That's that yeah, that sounds yeah. like Top's. Yeah. I think it was Top's, actually, mm. yeah. I remember I remember, we were about to go on stage and some lad has been dragged out of toilets with his nose bleeding <laughs> and he threatened somebody and somebody else shouting at him going, you're not going to do anything, you're not going to do anything, well, shut up, will you? And Dave turned out to me and said, I'm really sorry about this, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a reflection, Uncle right. Dare. Yes, it, it is. Get a real Dave, <laughs> it definitely fucking is, Dave. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, independence and, and proud. What's something you didn't like from me? Um, I, I, think, I think the pride thing. I, yeah. I, I see that as a negative. In what way? Uh, well, I'm far too proud of myself. That and, bad uh, now, Just gonna say when I, if I don't do well at something, it um, it sits on me a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, a bit of perfectionism. Yeah, and even if it's something small, mm. like if I fuck up making my dinner, that's kind of my day ruined. So, um, you need to have a yeah, that's kind of that. shit. Yeah. <laughs> You get pride in a fucked up dinner, though, can't you? 
Yeah, a little bit of perfectionism. That's that's, that's not too mm. good. We don't we don't want that. Um, yeah, we won't turn this into a father son therapy session. <laughs> that's next no. week. I, I, I go way next here now, going, what the fuck have I done? Oh my god, <laughs> ever like Jesus Christ. But uh, I remember something a teacher said to us years ago. Um, just yapping on. Do you know the teacher sometimes kind of take five minutes at the end of the class to yap? And mm. uh, it's a geography teacher, but he said, um, he said, oh, we're um, we're taking my parents to dinner the class and like all right we couldn't give a fuck you know we're fifth year and uh, he said but you know something he said when you become parents yourselves someday you will appreciate your parents even more on another level mm. you know and everything they've done for you and I think that's very true it was something that stuck with me mm. yeah you know what do you think Al? yeah I think so well yeah it goes both ways uh, because for a lot of people then when they have kids it brings up a lot of stuff that their parents didn't do for them mm. you know when their parents weren't there for them or when their parents hurt them or when their parents you know damage them um, that that can bring up a lot of stuff and I'd always say to clients that you know nothing will bring up unresolved stuff from childhood like having a child mm. uh, but yeah it certainly goes either way as well of yeah my parents did so much for me or they did this for me or they did that for me or maybe they weren't all bad and maybe they weren't all good either um, mm. but yeah having, having kids well Cammy are you there yet <laughs> that's uh, is, is there any Cammy running around that we don't know about I fucking hate kids man kids are stupid <laughs> 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 nothing has your... turned me off the idea of kids more than seeing other people's kids ah your own is different man wait till, wait till you get to your late 20s Cammy and you're looking into a buggy gun. ah my late 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my late... Do you think I'm giving up my whole life for a child? <laughs> Wait till you get your late 20s. Wait till you see... Have you and seen you get my fat back, back problems? I think that's emotional baggage. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll probably be in Australia, can will you? Yep. Mm. Let me know, kids. There. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. A few joys knocking around. You never know. <laughs> Cameron, best of luck with everything uh, from next week on. You're going to be co-host of this podcast, and you know you probably know already. Don't let him babble on too much. You know, keep him on track. <laughs> Don't take shite off him. So basically, be a teenager again and you'll be glad. <laughs> oh, I have, I have great plans to make this podcast the greatest it's ever been. Yes. And it's going to start with no longer having two hour long episodes because that's ridiculous. Uh, I tried that. Yeah, it tried. doesn't so work. You have more Doesn't success. Yeah. People Can't don't be, want I it. People don't want it. They like the episodes. <laughs> Yeah, they like the two hour the long feedback. episodes yeah that's the feedback they enjoyed them what the no, we had Fraser so last week time. and Fraser liked the chat so yeah there was good stuff in that yeah but look, I, I will have to point out something though mm. last week Michelle and Alan spoke about the weather for 10 fucking minutes I was gonna say the intro oh. was like 40 minutes long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I was nearing the end of the podcast and then the interview started I was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> well she didn't have much else to talk about she wants to you know, she liked the weather <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, but nobody almost. likes the weather that much. Yeah. No, nobody likes the weather that much. Only old people, Cammy. Only old people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can come on and talk about fucking cocaine and whatever else young kids are doing these days. I know a lot about cocaine. <laughs> and stickers, you know. Stickers. <laughs> stickers. <laughs> filling a sticker well, how out. How do you think I am? <laughs> um, do you know, remember that Pitt and Family guy, um, Stewie? You know, whatever you kids are into nowadays, stickers or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Cammy, really looking forward to um, to, to hearing it. Like, it's a great um, concept. I don't think anybody else is doing it. Father and son talking about mental health. It's incredible. I'm really, really looking forward to it. So, uh, and uh, I'll be tuned in next week as a listener, sitting back, doing me impression of Matt LeBlanc with his arms crossed. <laughs> across the belly. <laughs> yeah, across the belly. Yeah, kind of leaning on the couch ah, at the same no. time. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. No. There Turn the up them boys. There the Turn them up there. <laughs> Turn them up louder. I'm going wish there. up to fuck. I'm trying to hear this now. <laughs> Bit of wish now from you. Bit of wish. <laughs> Cammy, best of luck again and uh, look forward to next week. Thanks very much, Peter. Hi, right, Cam. Talk to you later, son. All right, lads. Now, set up with Straight Talking Fatherhood. We hope you liked what you heard. If so, give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment. If you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them. Stick it on your social media pages. Could make a big difference in their lives. And of course, we, as always, love to hear from you. If there's anything you want to cover, discuss, or if you've got a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you get in touch by email hello at stmh talking uh, no S- hello at stmhpodcast.com you can find us on twitter at str8 uh, pod that's str number eight talking pod we're on facebook we're on instagram as well big shout out to my main musical dude fiona brian for the podcast music an amazing producer and beat maker you get him on facebook at fobb it's a professional producer now there you go he's a full-time professional producer excellent yeah isn't that amazing doing what he loves to do yeah, yeah. And he's making some Skrilla. Fair play to him. Good you know. stuff. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Aideen at Digital Design Lab. She did all our graphics and our web and social media stuff. It's uh, cool designs. Um, check her out at digitaldesignlab.ie. Dude, you haven't been flung under the bus in the no. last few weeks. So <laughs> you are now like um, what you call your one, uh, Olive Oil, who always found herself um, tied to the tracks and Popeye's trying to save her. But it's no Popeye, dude. You're, yeah. you're well and truly under the well, fucking train. Oil, am I? <laughs> yeah, you are. Hey, help, help. Yeah, <laughs> that was Penelope Pitstop. Hey, help, help. I loved <laughs> Wacky Races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. I, I always wanted Dick Dastardly to win just one race. Just you know? It's like the just Coyote and Roadrunner. It's like, give him a fucking break. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just fucking throw a dog a bone. Like. Yeah, literally. He must be starving. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm back. Yeah. Um, I suppose to all the fathers, you know, this, this episode has been for you. You don't have to be the bad guy. No, be the good guy. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health.